Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle, joined by Tim in preparation for one of the, probably our top six most fun shows of the year, guys. How's everyone doing waiting for the NFL playoffs? I'm great. Uh, it's been a weird day. Obviously, you know, we had the dismissal of Bill Belichick. Uh, we've had some uh, some some weird coaching decisions, honestly, uh, you know, if you count Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel. So Belichick was added to that list. But yeah, different day for sure. Haven't had a, a a free slot open for a coach in pretty much my entire football fandom. Like, literally my entire football fandom. I think my first year I started watching was the first year Belichick was head coach. So, it's a weird feeling for sure. Yeah. Uh, Timmy, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, some of these decisions uh, to let some coaches go were kind of shocking. Um, definitely didn't think Vrabel would be let go. I didn't even think he was even in. I didn't think his seat was warm uh, for the way they finished the season with the team that they had. I didn't think that was really going to happen. Um, the situation with him is I kind of think that's exactly with what Kyle was saying about Belichick was if he's fired, he's unemployed for a couple days. Like Vrabel's going to get hired somewhere, whether it's defensive coordinator or head coach, he's going to find a place. So that one didn't really make sense. And then Pete Carroll stepping down, um, but he's staying with the team. So that at least will help them a little bit. So, Yeah, it was such an odd, like 24 hours. I mean, I mentioned in the group chat once I saw the Bill Belichick thing, like officially this morning, I was like, that's three Hall of Fame coaches in like 48, 24, 48 hours that were like either retired, relieved or stepped down. And obviously that doesn't include Mike Vrabel, who's a very good coach in his own right. Um, was, the first thing that came to my mind before I could co- we go into like the whole like part Belichick part definitely for us, but then we can talk Saban and Carroll. First thing that hopped into my mind real quickly was like, man, this would be one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes of all time. And just like because obviously I'm not that even Bill Belichick's done obviously, but I I think instantly thought of like, oh, imagine if like. LeBron, Steph, and KD retired in the same year, and they all went to the same Hall of Fame class. That's what it kind of mentally felt like to me, even though all of them are still not going to be done coaching. Uh, Bill Belichick still will be. But, Kyle, as the as the half of the Warner Brothers podcast, half of the Patriots fandom here, um, what were your thoughts instantly when you saw the Bill Belichick news <laughs> this morning? I'm assuming you saw it uh, scrolling, um, perusing Twitter. Or so actually, I saw it via our group chat. I saw someone, I, I guess it was you, that said, uh, wow, Belichick, Carroll, and Saban all, you know, are free agents within a span of 24 yeah. hours. And I'm like, really? And then I scroll, you know, I scroll down my phone, and I see that I got the notifications for it. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, that's really, that's really all my reaction was. I mean, I was kind of desensitized to it because we've almost heard it since like week six and bum-ass Patriots fans have been calling for his job since the Cam Newton season. So uh, as far as, you know, the reports go, like I said, it's been since midseason. So really, 
yeah, I was desensitized to it, and I was half expecting it. I was honestly more shocked about Pete Carroll than Belichick. Um, yeah. So same. Probably much like Brady, because I mean, we'd heard for the whole year leading up to Brady's uh, eventual leaving of the Patriots that he could possibly not come back, that he probably wasn't coming back. Uh, and honestly, Brady's, you know, not being on the Patriots, that didn't hit me until you know we saw him actually taking snaps for the Bucks or him coming back to Foxborough. So. I don't think it'll actually hit me till I see the Belichick press conference. Um, honestly, I have a lot of the same feelings about like when Tom Brady left. Did you did you see the uh, did you see his uh, press conference you, did, with Robert Kraft? I was at work. I with? saw <clears throat> maybe a minute or two of it where he said his piece and then he handed the mic over to Robert Kraft. That's all I saw. So I'll probably check it out after the podcast, mm-hmm. like the full conference. Um, but I feel a lot of the same as with Brady, like, okay, Brady's gone, but y'all better have a plan, which at that time was Cam Newton, which seemed okay, but they didn't even really have a plan after Cam. Like they took Mac Jones, but I don't know if they necessarily want to draft Mac Jones. I think he was the best quarterback available. Uh, in this case, you have Rabel right there. I think the original plan was, you know, had Belichick finished his contract out, which would have been the upcoming season that Gerard Mayo was to take over. I'm very interested to see. I think it's one of the two. I think it's either Mayo or Vrabel. And I think if Vrabel wasn't a free agent, I think it would definitely be Mayo or maybe even Belichick comes back. I do wonder if this was all anchored by uh, Vrabel becoming available Uh, because, yeah, I mean, look, Pete Carroll and Belichick, both of their last conferences after the game on Sunday were very similar. They were both like, yeah, we'd like to come back. I'm ready to coach, da-da-da. And, you know, next thing we know, Surprise, surprise. Again, with Belichick, it was less of a surprise. But um, I feel the same, though. Like, if you're going to let go of Belichick, you're going to look silly if he goes to his next destination and they're a contender or they're, you know, in the divisional round at the least because he definitely still has it. Sure, he didn't do the best general manager job, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but dude can still coach and coach at a high level. Uh, I hope it is Rabel. I hope it is Gerard Mayo to keep that you know, that Patriot way style going, you know, I think they will bring the same type of culture, obviously a little different than Belichick. Belichick kind of runs his ship very tight. I'm sure there'll be a little more of a player's coach, especially on Mayo's side. Rabel seems to be honestly like a younger Belichick, at least. So I'm interested to see what's next. It's definitely a weird feeling, but very thankful for what Coach Belichick did for our franchise, for sure. So weird day, but... Very thankful. I mean, come on. We had more success than tons of franchises combined. So, yeah, anyone literally ever? anyone ever. So I can't be mad. Anyone I can't ever? be mad at him being dismissed because <laughs> he gave us so much. Literally anyone ever. Uh, t- uh, Timmy, uh, you go on because I have a few things I want to bring up, too, while talking about Bill Belichick, but you go. I did see on, I think it was on Instagram, where they were saying Gerard Mayo was like, the favorite or one of the favorites to land that job. Um, So if the transition plan was for next year and they're just pushing it up a year, might still work out just fine for them. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see where Belichick goes. Because like, if I'm thinking of a team that could really use him, I'm thinking the Atlanta Falcons could be a Super Bowl caliber team if they find the right quarterback and if Bill Belichick's their coach. Because uh, one of the biggest problems with their offense this year was they didn't have a lot of talent. But the Falcons have a ton of talent, a ton of young talent. 
And if he can go in there and make their defense play to where they're in every single game and they find a quarterback, you know, Russell Wilson, maybe, maybe Justin Fields could be a completely different team next year. So I'm excited. Yeah. So a few things. One, uh, quickly on the Patriots side before I address the Bill Belichick side. On the Patriots fi- side, thank you, Bill Belichick, for 24 years of greatness. I understand that the last few years had some turbulence to them, and I understand that I was even one that thought that a mutual parting of ways at the end of the season might be best. Fresh on, fresh start for both sides. Um, but thank you for everything. That is six Super Bowls. That is, I think, 10 AFC championships. Um, I couldn't ask for more i'm nine afc championships couldn't ask for more it was a phenomenal ride absolutely um i so first thing that was that i gotta obviously say that to bill thank you bill thank you patriots it feels weird now officially because it officially now feels like a new patriots team like with bill there like it was tom and bill clearly and then you still had bill so now it completely feels like this is gonna be the first time in my lifetime i have a new patriots regime even if it's mike vrabel who was an ex-patriot or gerard mayo ex-patriot it's still a different because it's not bill and it's not tom so i'm very intrigued to see that on the patriot side what i'd like to see us do just like ideas i would like to draft i'd like draft i'd like to sign vrabel i would like to either obtain russell wilson or justin fields trade just second for justin fields or get russell wilson and then draft a wide receiver. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. would be great. And sign Derrick Henry. I think that Derrick Henry, because I, I Derrick Henry's press conference. I mean, like after after the last game, he was talking to the fans as if that was his last time. So I think that if you were to bring Vrabel and Derrick Henry there to pair with Ramondre Stevenson, and either go the Justin Fields Russell Wilson route there and get a receiver. Or draft Jaden Daniels and get another one, number one wide receiver in free agency. Mike Evans is someone who comes to mind. Mike Williams, T. Higgins. Um, not that I'm not sure if you'd be able to facilitate a deal for Stephon Diggs or something like that, but you can see there's a little turbulence there. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, but AJ Brown even he seems sometimes to be disgruntled and unhappy there in Philly. We never know. There's options. Clearly, many options, but that's some like area I want to go with the Patriots, but that's less of the importance here. Bill Belichick. He's still, he's got it completely defensively. I completely agree with Kyle there. He's, he can still coach. He's completely has it uh, coaching wise defensively for sure. He is someone who I think needs to get to like a contending team, of course, or a team who can contend instantly. He's not going to be here for a five to 10 year build could he theoretically yes i don't assume that he wants to go into somewhere like it would have made it wouldn't have made sense for tom to go to a team who really needed to be rebuilt the bucks had everything they needed they just needed a quarterback and a leader so three teams i'm going to throw these teams out here to you from least to one team's the chargers i think the chargers with justin herbert you have derwin james you have joey bosa i know they're kind of on contracts they can try to figure that out but defensive talent there they need a they need a leader they need a mature adult in there to round things up you have already a nice quarterback that's one two i don't know if they'll actually fire their head these two i don't know if they'll ever fire their head coaches so they may not happen but if i'm the jags i think about firing doug peterson and getting bill belichick 
again, you have a you have Josh Allen defensively. You have a like a very close trying to be a superstar uh, end. He was great this year. You can draft corners. You know how to do that. You know how to coach a defense and offensively. Getting the pro- problem with the Jags, they got a lot of turnovers, but they let up a lot of yards, and they were kind of they could be Swiss cheese at times. I think that Bill Belichick could do a very good job in Jacksonville getting that team right, adding obviously, and then having Trevor Lawrence there becoming more of a balanced team as well in that aspect. And the third one, this one would be if they flame out in the playoffs and it would be the Cowboys next let me, me. Let me answer Cowboys this first absolutely. because I was actually going to bring up the Cowboys, the C-words themselves, actually, because I had the same idea. Uh, I really, when you look at it, yes, Pete Carroll could be in the front office. That's what they say. But his press conference very much alluded to like, yeah, I'd love to still coach. Yeah, I still got it. I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? So I do wonder if the if the right opportunity yeah. came up, if Pete would still coach. And I say that to say, like, let's say he is, let's call him a half free agent, Pete Carroll. That means you got Vrabel, Belichick, Carroll, and Jim Harbaugh, and possibly Antonio Pierce if they don't bring him back and the Raiders as free agents. And that's not even counting who might get fired because of the playoffs. Uh, and I think I'm missing someone yeah. in general there who would be, you know, a lucrative free agent. I don't think there's that many desirable jobs, especially if you're Bill Belichick. The one at the most would probably be who Tim mentioned, which would be the Falcons. Um, there's been rumors this whole entire year of the commanders for Belichick. And that seems to be just the same as the Pats, just with more offensive talent. You know, they have... Feel 64. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, they got, they've got they got a ton of offensive talent, I believe, but they're in position for a quarterback that they're probably going to draft, the commanders. That doesn't make sense to me. Been interesting if they kept Chase Young and Montrez right. Sweat, maybe. Like, if you would have, like, unless you, you gave up your defense, you're clearly, that would do, that'd be a disservice to that quarterback. You want, you want a coach quarterback combination that's going to grow for 10, 15 years is what right. your hope is. Right. And, uh, but Herbert, but go on. In the Chargers, that makes the most sense, but Harbaugh's heavily linked to them, so it, it seems like he's the front runner for, for that job. More, it, it would be better for them to get Harbaugh than it would be for Belichick. Either or, really. I mean, honestly, you put Belichick, you put Belichick on the Chargers, choice, they're a contending yeah. team, in my opinion, immediately. With the talent they have on that defense and offense, they got talent on both sides of the ball. You need a, I mean, let's be real, you had a JV coach in there before. You get Belichick in there. That's instantly a double-digit win team, in my opinion. But, you know, the fact that if it's not the Chargers, then the Falcons are your best option. If not the Falcons, then who else? Yeah, to me, it's really got to be the Cowboys. And honestly, I mean, look, we'll talk about it later. Obviously, we'll go through with our picks and our whole predictions for the entire postseason. But, I mean, it's all laid out for the Cowboys to at least make it to the NFC Championship game. And let's say that does happen. Let's say they make it to the NFC Championship game and lose to whoever. On a normal year, I would say McCarthy comes back. McCarthy's done nothing but good things for the Cowboys. But let's say they just lose three points, six points, blowout, whatever. Any sort of loss, I could see Jerry Jones being like, yeah, Belichick's right there. Belichick's still a free agent. Fuck it. Like, that would make the most sense. Uh, And much like the Brady uh, free agent, free agency when there was literally only the bucks and the niners out there everyone was like yeah it's gonna be the niners why would brady go to the bucks like you'd figure brady would go to a blue bloods franchise there was even cowboys rumors 
during that time. Uh, it would be very weird for Belichick to be, even though they have a talented roster, to be a Chargers coach, to be a Falcons coach. Those just aren't blue blood franchises of the NFL. So it would make sense in a way, the commanders, but they don't, they don't get the talent. They're not contending. Yeah. I mean, they're still a blue blood franchise. They're an OG franchise, but you know, to me, what makes the most sense would be the Cowboys. Uh, So that's what I'm really looking out for is if the Cowboys at all, like you said, flame out or even get to the championship game and lose. I could see if Belichick's still a free agent by, you know, late January, I guess a couple weeks from now. Yeah. I could see him saying, fuck it. McCarthy did a great job, but Belichick for sure will take this team over the top. So I'm very interested in that situation. It it would be, um, just to quickly go on before I let Timmy go, it would be pretty much what like the Warriors did with Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr, in the sense of the Warriors were a 50-win team, went to seven with the Clippers, a better Clippers team. They got a better coach in to try to do that. One. Two, I think Dan Quinn is a possibility that he goes somewhere after this year, the way he's been coaching defensively. So the guy who's been orchestrating one of the best defenses in the league over the last three, four years would be gone. So you would have to bring it into defensive mind would make sense. And then obviously he did coach Lawrence Taylor. People are calling like a modern day Lawrence Taylor. I don't fully agree with that, but obviously Basically, what I'm saying is an elite pass rusher on the outside who is a very versatile. Bill Belichick knows how to coach that better than anybody. Always, he's already coached Stephon Gilmore. We know how Kyle and I, you know exact for sure. Bill Belichick loves to have a number one shutdown corner. That's one thing in his defense he's always wanted. From Ty Law, Asante Samuel, Akib Talib, Darrell Revis, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, Malcolm Butler wasn't shut down, shut down like that, but he was playing very good when he, he at the peak of his powers. So he's always wanted that, and they've got two. I mean, we got to remember Trevon Diggs is out, Stephon Gilmore, and they got Deron Bland too, who is in the running for Defensive Player of the Year this year. So defensively, they've got all the tools, and they could be even a slightly better defense than they were this year, which is scary. And then offensively, you have a guy. There's not. There's not going to be a better guy to really learn from than uh, for Dak than Bill. I mean, you need to learn defenses. Who's going to know defenses better than Bill? So I think the Cowboys would make perfect sense. And anything short of a Super Bowl appearance, I think that Mike McCarthy could definitely be let go. Definitely. And I get uh, – But, Timmy. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, on a normal year, like I don't – I think McCarthy's safe in a normal year, like regardless. But, yeah, yeah no, given – given that Belichick's out there, yeah, his seat's just slightly hotter. And who knows? I mean, uh, Jerry was pretty loyal to Jason Garrett, so who knows? Maybe maybe he doesn't shut the door on him, but yeah. I, like you said, I absolutely yeah, Back in the day, he did make his uh, Jerry um, Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer kind of move. Like he kind That's of, a little different. They, that, they has, had like, they in had back real, they had beef. That was that was, that was different. Well, no, that was Jerry's beef a and ego. a lot more stuff there, but I'm just saying. Well, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, go ahead. He does, but he wants the Super Bowl. But Timmy, you're good. What do you guys think the chances are that Belichick doesn't sign as a head coach and just Zero. signs as a coordinator? Zero. Do you think there's any merit to that at all? Unfortunately, I think that'd be really cool, but I don't think Bill could go from being being a defensive coordinator, then being a coach for like 33 to 34 years, whatever, like his Browns and Jets to this tenure. And then being the greatest coach of all time to then just step. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't think any I don't think any top notch coach isn't gonna do that. If you're Dan Quinn, a coach like that who's on the bubble and has to like prove himself for his next job, but if you're even like Vrabel, Carroll, any of these guys, you're really, I mean, you're pretty set in stone. So you're either coaching or you know, if they they say the game's passed you by, which might happen to Pete, I think he should get another job, but yeah. My only reason for asking that question is that Kind of what Kyle just said, where the games passed you by. I don't think the games passed Belichick by in any sense, but after Brady, he definitely didn't seem to be able to put together an offense that would be able to win him a Super Bowl. The defense was always there, but the offense never was. So if he has to go to another team, maybe he has the similar path where it's just like struggle after struggle, but the defense is still there. And if he was just a defensive coordinator where an actual offensive-minded head coach is there or an offensive-minded offensive coordinator is there, uh, they can at least do both and potentially have both. Just because in the last five years now, we've really seen the league switch to offensive-minded head coaches and mm-hmm. not defensive-minded head coaches. So That's why you'd want a great coordinator with him. but And that's also why you would go into a situation and you wouldn't give him GM power and everything. So... Him going into a court, a, um, a situation that already has, say, a Justin Herbert, or if he did get it, a Dak Prescott. I know, even I don't assume it to happen. There was a couple think comments making the Eagles and going to jail or whatever, like whatever quarterback. As long as there's a quarterback there that's set in stone, that's good to very good, even Trevor Lawrence level and above. I don't think you'll have too much of a problem with that. But I do get what you're saying, where offense has been his bugaboo over the last few years but he doesn't have to build it he just has to make sure yeah and i would say to that like a big part of that problem was the ocs in new england uh belichick has had a poor record of drafting receivers especially over the last 10 years he's done okay at running back uh quarterback obviously i mean he drafted tom and he had bledsoe whatever but hasn't done great at qb either necessarily um I mean, honestly, I mean, I've talked about it a little bit here. I think I think he's a terrible drafter of offense in general, just evaluator. But he's also had some hits, too. You know what I mean? So I think I think part of that's been a little overrated just because if you look at the seasons before this season, they were basically a 500 team. So they were really a playmaker or even someone better than Mac Jones away from being a 10-11 win team. Uh, this year, obviously, again, it's terrible. But... No, I think, like Keenan said, if you go somewhere that has a good coordinator, you should be fine because McDaniels got stale for sure. Patricia weirdly did a little better than Bill O'Brien, but Patricia's not the answer. And uh, Bill O'Brien could have done a lot better this year, I think, uh, even though Zappi looked better than Mac Jones. So, yeah, like Keenan said, if he goes somewhere with a good coordinator, all should be good because, I mean, he coaches all three phases. He coaches offense. He coaches defense. Heavy on the special teams. So, yeah. Oh. Now, real quick on that, it's it's confusing to me because a lot of the times when head coaches come in, mm-hmm. they bring a regime with them. Like, they choose who their offensive coordinator is going to be. So, say he goes to the Falcons, he's probably getting a new offensive coordinator. He's probably yeah, not probably staying McDaniels. with whoever they have. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is McDaniels worked with Brady, but we didn't really see him work with any other quarterback. Not Garoppolo, not any, any person. Um, and Belichick has kind of a poor record of hiring offensive coordinators. You said Patricia, Bill O'Brien, even 
McDaniels <laughs> only worked because Tom Brady was like the mm-hmm. smartest quarterback in the world and he could read those. Plus, makes it a lot easier when like three of his wide receivers, three of the better wide receivers Tom Brady ever had were also quarterbacks. So they understood exactly, they were all on the same page about the offense because they were just way smarter. Um, so it's it's interesting to see where he goes. Does he bring a coordinator? Does he hire a new one? Um, just because like if he goes to the Cowboys, I would probably say it would be best for them to keep their offensive coordinator. It's been working. Um, but like if he brings a new one, I don't know. He hasn't had a great record. I actually that, weirdly so. could see McDaniels working with the Cowboys only just because they have a ton of talent. Like they have a ton of offensive talent there already to where that could work. They've got good route runners. Dax is smart enough. It would be hard right. to make it work. Right. Uh, <laughs> It'd be really hard whereas to in the case, And they got offensive line <laughs> talent, which is something that the Patriots long had for the entire regime uh, minus the last couple of years. But, but he needs to go get Dante Scarnecki. <laughs> yeah, pull Dante out. <laughs> I was say bring Dante out. Oh, I, I got one thing, guys. I got one thing. Um, say Bill goes to a team. Do you think Bill could try to coerce Tom out for a year <laughs> in a tongue-in-cheek I mean, way? <laughs> More so than like, I mean, I did say that way, was my but... bold prediction for 2024 was that Brady is going to come out of retirement. It's just a matter of for who. I guess I could. that might not work because he is technically owner of the Raiders, so it might have to be the Raiders, and that's a little less easier to fathom. But who knows? I'm going to stick to that prediction. Uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick goes to the Raiders. <laughs> they don't give into, they put Antonio Pierce back to like a D coordinator. They get Tom. And then they... Let me ask you guys this. <laughs> oh, they could get Josh McDaniels yeah, back probably... too. <laughs> <laughs> they could probably... Yeah, they'd probably... definitely be on board that's with probably... that. <laughs> Why not? They already they own like fifty on. million dollars. <laughs> so they, they, they just re up on the contract. They're like, we didn't rip this up. Actually, come free. back. You can be the OC. Tom's the quarterback. We got Devonte. Jacoby Myers is already there. We got Josh Jacobs in a run game. You got Max Crosby. <laughs> you got a, you got a Super Bowl caliber roster, right? Let me there. ask you guys this: Do you? <laughs> I'll start with Tim, and then I'll go to Keenan because Keenan is the Patriots fan. Do you have a favorite Belichick moment? Whether it be like a, because he's got some. Low-key, he's got quite a bit of memes out there. He's got some gifts, got some memes. Like, there's some Belichick internet lore out there. So do you have a favorite Belichick moment if it pertains to that or actually on the football field? Um, So pretty much every press conference that the man has ever attended are all just gold. I love it when a reporter asks him a question and he'll just look to the next reporter because he just doesn't care about stupid questions, things like that. Um, There was one... I can't exactly remember the moment. You guys probably know it better than me, but they were playing the Jets, and I think the Jets had like a holding or a delay of game penalty that they were expecting him to just accept it, and he declined it. And it was just like this. He was just sitting on the sideline smiling. They're up like because, 40 to three be, or something. Because it, waste, it was wasting because because he declined yeah. it, it ended up running off like 40 more seconds. So he was <laughs> playing chess to everybody's checkers in a move that didn't matter because they were already winning the game. Yeah, regardless. they were destroying. He was laughing. It was just like, a, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I okay, that. Bill. That was really funny. <laughs> okay. That's cute, Bill. <laughs> My favorite. Okay, so. Obviously, his one of his most memorable is on to Cincinnati. That one makes me laugh every single time. Or like, and like I, Tim said, 
that the cutoff hoodies is also a classic for Bill, of course. So that's just a classic Bill. His my favorite Bill moment though uh, on the field was the uh, 2018 Super Bowl, holding the Rams mm. to three. I think he was a that was a defensive masterclass. I think he, I think he was talking checkers and chess. He was playing chess with Sean McVay's checkers at that point. I understand Todd Gurley was starting to go a little bit in the weird side. That was like his playoff run towards the end where he was like half running and they had, Oh, I can't even remember the back's name. CJ Anderson. I think, I think it was CJ big boy. CJ Anderson was like spelling him and actually running well, but yeah, that, that game there was his greatest show on turf 2.0. I do only say that because it was the Rams. Obviously the greatest show on turf was a better performance. Cause that was a game they should not have won at all. But again, that was the highest scoring offense in the league. He held them to three points. I think that was a defensive masterclass by Bill. So that's my favorite on-field one. Off-field pressers. Uh, his Obviously his outfit choice. He was a fun guy. Yeah, to add to the press conferences, I saw one the other day, like his last one before like Sunday's game. And they were obviously asking about his future. And like he could barely contain himself from laughing when he's giving these dumbass answers like, He's like, oh, you know, just prepping for the Jets. And they're like, well, can you tell us how you'll feel like after the game? And he would be like, well, I just said, like, I'm, I'm prepping for the Jets. And you could like tell he was trying not to crack a smile. And then I'm dying laughing watching it because like he's just trying not to. And he's like, well, he's prepping for the Jets, da, da, da. Um, on field, it's got to be the non timeout call that led to the Malcolm Butler interception. Because uh, I know, I mean, all of us were probably like at that time, before the Marshawn Lynch carry that preceded the interception, there was there had to have been like a minute left plus. And I'm sure all Patriots fans were like, bro, call a timeout. We got Tom Brady. Like, give us give us I the last chance. Yeah, score. exactly. Just want, I was like, exactly. Same, the same exact <laughs> scenario that happened with the Giants Super Bowl before that. Um, and, you know, if you've seen the documentary that covers that 2014 season, like, they go over how they practice that exact play on the goal line with Malcolm Butler. Like just yep. shows you the foresight that Belichick had in his coaching staff and, you know, what went into it with his coaching staff and how well prepared they were. And uh, like, there's a guy called Ernie Adams. He's no longer employed by the Patriots, but he was just like a ridiculous scout. Like would look up the most ridiculous things that probably most teams don't even think of that Belichick would later use. So uh, that's a must watch. If Even if you're not a Patriots fan, if you're just a football fan, it's a good watch. Um, yeah. Off the field, got to be the press conferences. I saw one the other day. I, we actually brought it up Keenan a couple weeks ago when Gronk got held in the end zone Monday night game versus Carolina. And uh, I, I don't know where I saw the clip, but it showed Belichick like grabbing the ref as he's walking off the field. And like, I remember that happening, but, Watching it now, I'm like, Belichick should have got suspended for like three games for that because it was pretty physical. Like, he gave him a good shove. <laughs> so I'd put that up there. He's known to talk shit to, to opposing players. So, I mean, it, of anything course. off the field, Belichick is worth it. And that Jets one that Tim mentioned where he was like smirking devilishly because he got away with like wasting two minutes off the clock, that'd be up there as well. absolutely he's he's funny um so he's he really is funny uh thank you to bill belichick for sure uh did you guys want to talk pete carroll nick saban i know we talked a little bit of mike Vrabel, but did you guys want to go down the seahawks 
uh, or Alabama even route, or did you guys want to just hop right into these uh, playoff predictions here? Uh, I'm good to go right to playoffs. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about uh, Pete Carroll or Mike Vrabel. I think if they both want head coaching jobs, they'll both get them. There's 25% of teams need a head coach right now. So, um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say on them. Nick Saban, congratulations on a great career, I guess. Uh, pretty much dominated every single year that the man coached uh, with every team that he coached for. So it's pretty impressive. Nobody else did it quite like for sure, did. For sure. For uh- sure. Pete, just talking about him, like I've said it a number of times on here, he was low-key probably my favorite coach outside of Belichick. Like I really, matter of fact, when I was coaching you guys, Keenan, like I try to take Pete Carroll's attitude, like maybe not his intensity and his his energy because I'm not energetic like that, but definitely his like player's first approach. Um, so I actually like, I really like those Seahawks teams. They were kind of, he was an institution there. So I'm going to miss him as the Seahawks coach. Sounds like Dan Quinn's going there or is the favorite to go there. Uh, Vrabel, I'd low-key like to see him like as the commander's coach. Like just that whole regime and see if he can bring that all the way back. Because, I mean, they're out of the Dan Schneider uh, shadow. And uh, who else? Saban. Definitely an all-time great, obviously. Arguably the all-time greatest college coach. Um I'm a bit of a college sports hater, especially when it comes to college football, because it's like, okay, you're building all-star teams. You know what I mean? And it's like half your schedule or maybe a quarter of your schedule. Half's not fair. Maybe a quarter of your schedule is teams you're supposed to beat. Uh, Another quarter of your schedule is teams that you could lose to, but you're not supposed to lose to. And you're really, and I could be wrong here, but it seems like what, four teams out of the whole year, maybe six when you get to bowl time six teams that you're really like are on your level. So props to him. Definitely like six to 10, depending on the, I mean, on their level, probably like six, like this year per se, obviously Michigan won it. Washington was there, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Florida state with their healthy people. So those are going to be your six. There's obviously Oregon and, or other than say there's other teams like Oregon that that were good as well. That definitely could have been in the conversation. And then, like, the 12-team playoff thing, I think, is ridiculous. But that's a – Next year is going to be good when they actually expand. It's going to be good because we're going to see all those bad teams that don't deserve to be there get whooped in the first round, but then the actual contenders will be the second-round playoffs. I, It'll be good next see, year. See, I, I guess, yeah, but I guess also, like, I would have just extended it to six or, like, eight. I, I, don't, I think 12 is unnecessary. I don't think – I, I think, think eight through 12 I think is even unnecessary. With, even with 12, there's going to be controversy. So getting to six – you you still have controversy getting the 12 at least gets rid of the yeah we have at least the eight for sure best teams in the college football playoffs right now and then these other four are just conference winners yeah no it makes i guess it makes sense but i mean i just think it's i think that like it'll affect one out of every 15 years maybe like maybe one out of every 15 to 20 years you'll have like a genuine like a true upset to where it could shake up what possibly could have been a national championship. Well, I, think- I, I, th- I actually think it'll affect every single year because the teams that are coming in at eight through 10 are probably going to be like sec or even big 10 teams that can give those one, two, three, four seeds that are the champions a run for their money. Like if Tennessee comes in as an eight seed, yeah, I'm not picking Tennessee to beat Georgia, but they can absolutely. They can. 
and they could do that every single year depending on what team makes playoffs so i think it's it's going to be really good next year so it's interesting too i mean because then you have like the teams like how they're changing the conferences and how they're merging and like how I also think that's not going to go well. I mean, we're going on a college football little tangent. I think that's going to go terribly. I think like when you have Washington going to see Michigan, I think that's going to be, I mean, all like during their regular season, like, they just play two completely different styles of football to where in Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, all of that kind of that's ground and pound. That's, going to that's winning the lines at the trenches and then you have the USC's and all those teams west coast teams that are going to throw the ball over the lot and it's cool when you have it in a national championship game where you're like okay so you have this team that was the best at this and then this team was the best at this let's see them about heads like i feel like during the regular season it's just kind of going to do a little bit too much and you're making kids travel cross country while they have school and things like that i just don't think it's as Great. I'm just saying, like they have other things to if do. If they even too. really, I don't know. If they even really attend class, I mean. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's just it's just a different kind of level. Um, of, yeah, sorry, that's, that's I will, my thoughts behind that. I, Random stuff, but shout out to Nick Saban, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest. Uh, for sure, coach. I will say I am very interested in who they hire as their next coach, even though I don't watch college football anymore. Um, before Nick Saban was hired, they were kind of in this weird phase where they would either have someone who was pretty competitive or not competitive at all. Like they went through some down years and just some mid tier years before Saban went there. And then obviously he dominated, especially throughout the 2010s. Um, <laughs> I did see a funny tweet today that said Nick Saban looked at the NIL and having to start black quarterbacks and said, get me the fuck out of here. I thought that was pretty funny, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested. As, uh, As if he didn't have Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I don't know. <laughs> or Jalen Hurts or, and Tua. Pre-NIL. I think his last quarterback was... <laughs> was Mac a, Jones. Oh yeah, that Mac was the was last white one. I was, that's hilarious, but I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, he had black quarterbacks. But that's funny. That's really funny. I mean, it was mostly white quarterbacks that's before, really now that I think about it. But then, yeah, it, then it was Jalen Oh, yeah, Hurts. I mean, we have to think, A.J. McCarron was the, like one of the greatest Nick Saban co- uh, quarterbacks of all time. Like it's because they never needed quarterbacks. It was a we're gonna get Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, whomever to win the Heisman. We're gonna just have our our defense won't allow three points. I was just saying we're gonna have three hundred and thirty-five pound grown men on the line, and you're gonna have children, and we're gonna just all he have all they have to do is throw for one eighty and a touchdown. That's it. No more. Don't turn the ball over. We've won yeah. the game. Passes. <laughs> Just dump it off. Bama was and still to some yeah. degree is much like Kentucky where like Kentucky and basketball is like if you don't know anything about the draft, just take the Kentucky guard or just take the Kentucky player. Like their their players are always pro ready. And NFL and Especially NFL terms. Just take the Alabama running back. Just take the Alabama wide receiver because they're always riddled with talent there. So Yeah. Go to Florida State. Go to DBU there. If you want to go to a t- you want a t- tight end, go to Iowa. Like <laughs> there's just some schools where you're like, okay, if you want to Bill Belichick player, go to Rutgers for some reason. Loved Rutgers and Bama. <laughs> loved Rutgers himself Bama. some. <laughs> loved himself some Rutgers. So, uh, but man, okay. So looks like Kyle just checking in. Looks We're like not it. getting Brandon. Looks like for it. these picks, man. I'm sorry to let everybody down. I know you guys are 
a guy who's been fun on the show. He got a pod with himself and Kyle obviously joined us for the R&B. It was highly anticipated. And I was looking forward to hearing what he had for, uh, to say about the Jags, you know? So, but he is, he he is under the weather. So we'll give him grace (laughs) for that. But yeah, we were looking forward to it, but Hey, there's always next week. Yeah. Those Florida boys aren't (laughs) tough. He, he didn't want to, he didn't want to do the MJ food game. Nah, he couldn't do it. All right, so how do you want to go about? You want to just you want to start with picks for I think that makes Sunday, the most, I think that makes Sunday, the most, Monday, and then go. I think into that makes the most after? sense. Is do our picks okay. go into the prolonged predictions and then the bold predictions after that? If y'all got your three, okay. Always cool, cool. Well, let's shit. Always. Let's start with uh, right, um, Saturday afternoon. Browns at. The Texans. Yes. I want to hear from you guys first. Who you got? Let me get the line. I want to say it's two and a half. Uh, it's plus you, Texans plus two all? and a half. I got them right here. It is two and a half. So yes. Browns favored by two and a half. What y'all got? Timmy, you start. I'm going to take the Browns right off. I'll just let you know. Taking the Browns. Simple. Their defense is great. And they're playing a rookie QB. If they can make it hell for him, it's game over, and they could win this game. Super low scoring. Plus, two things. Joe Flacco probably is going to be okay. He's probably not going to throw for 303 like he did against the Jets, but he's probably going to be fine. And he's never lost in the first round Mm. of the playoffs, so give me the Browns. Yeah. Are we doing score predictions? Yes. For the first round, at least. I'll take it 20 to 14. Ken, what you got? So, I've actually got the oh, upset with the Texans here. Um, I actually I was planning on going Browns all week until I like about two hours that. ago. So that I don't know I mean, why you, you saw it. it. <laughs> Cause that what I mean I guess you saw it. I don't know how. Um, I like I think that this Texans team actually has good balance to it. De- Devin Singletary has been playing well. Uh, with the Browns, you're going to have to control some of the line. The Browns' defense doesn't travel as well. It's going to be rocking there in Texas. In shout out to Houston. They're going to have fun, obviously. That defense is going to be ready. Joe Flacco is going to be ready. But he has been prone to turning the ball over and giving C.J. Stroud extra possessions could be dangerous in this game. He does take care, very good care of the football. I've got this game looking around 26 to 23, Houston. I actually had a lot of trouble with this game because the Browns did and Flacco did like dominate the Texans just a few weeks ago. Uh, But Stroud did not play in that game. Uh, It will be in Houston and the Browns defense doesn't travel as well, but it's a playoffs. It's a new season. Like they could definitely ramp it up to what they get at home for one day. Right. Um, and there's a ton of evidence that if you're a first-time starter in the playoffs, like, shit just does not go well. Like, not only do you lose, but you lose badly. But, like Keenan said, Stroud's just a little more mature. Uh, they do have weapons on offense, but they're pretty depleted. Uh, but I'm going to cut the chase here. I got the Browns 24-18. to 18. I do think it's lower scoring. I do think they pull it out. I just think they have the better team overall. And I think if Stroud had his full arsenal of weapons – maybe I'd be more inclined to pick the Texans because at some point this Flacco train does have to fall. 
at some point, you would think, but he still is balling out. I mean, he does have his interceptions, but I'm going to roll with the Browns in this one. All righty. Um, second Monday second Saturday night game. We've got Miami heading to Kansas City. It's going to be like one of the coldest football games ever there and older in general. Um, Kansas City's favored by four and a half. Timmy, you go. Real quick, not a basketball fan, but shout out to the Thunder. They just beat the Blazers by 62 points. Hey. It's true. Well, that's fun. Um, that is fun. This game, I think it's a coin flip. Probably, it's definitely a one-score game in my mind. Um, they said that with the wind chill, it could get all the way up to negative 30 or all the way down to negative 30. And uh, the Dolphins are 0 and 10 when playing below 10 degrees, like all time or something like that. Uh, it's also a Kansas City home game. I don't love the Chiefs this year, but I think I'm going to take them here. I got them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes probably get things done, um, but I don't know how far Kansas City goes because they just haven't looked up up to snuff. And uh, another reason is just. Mike McDaniels has a year of playoff experience, but Tua does not. He did not play last year in the playoffs. So uh, factoring that in, I'll take Kansas City. Give me 24 to 16. This, uh, Kyle, did you want to go Either next or you want me to? I'll actually – okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. You got it. Oh, no, you, you got, got it. it. You got it. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so – this Chiefs team is built for this game, which is weird to say. Um, and I mean, they're specifically built for this game. Isaiah Pacheco runs as if he's about 215 degrees hot. So, I mean, maybe the, heat, the maybe the cold will warm him down, cool him down a little bit. But he's still going to run with his hair on fire. Uh, this offensive line gets pushed. Defensively, they're ready to stop. Ready to stop teams. They're physical which is weird to say about a Chiefs team, and Mahomes obviously can do enough. I don't think the Dolphins are fit for this game because they are a finesse running team. They aren't going to they aren't gonna go run it down your throats. Uh, with Mostert coming back, that could work for them. In HN, it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I got the Chiefs 23-20 in this one. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like I'd say since probably like week 10, week 11, week 12, I was ready to pick against the Chiefs in the first round had they – been a first round opponent which they are and had they gotten the bills this weekend i probably definitely would have picked against or if they would have got another team but they got the dolphins of miami coming to possibly negative 30 degree conditions with windchill which by the way why are you even playing football at that point i feel like that's grounds to at least like postpone the game uh because negative 30 is insane. We've all experienced that. That shit is no joke. Go to, just move to Indy or something. Like, I don't know. Go to some go somewhere close. Like, I don't know. Oh, just find man. a dome like, close that's, and just that's play nuts. there. I don't know. Um, I got it 20 to 13 KC. Uh, like Keenan said, KC's built for it. They got Pacheco. I do think I'm struggling because I do think Miami can run on him with Mozart and with HN. Um, like, especially if you saw them without Mozart last week they were running the ball down the Chiefs throw and I think you can do or sorry to the down the Bills throw I think you could do that to the Chiefs hypothetically but when you add again these freezing temperatures the Chiefs are used to that 
two was not used to that. I mean, two at Alabama, you're never playing in cold weather. Two in the NFL, 0-4 in uh, 10 degree or less, something weather like that. Uh, it's just, it's not going to happen. Then you throw in, it's his first playoff game. Um, one thing I will say to point out was last year when the Dolphins went to Buffalo, it was a pretty freezing cold game. And they were in that game all the way, even with Skylar Thompson. Uh, and I believe they played the Bills in Buffalo a couple weeks before that, like week 16 or something. It was also a pretty cold game and they were in it to the end. So maybe we're overrating the uh, the weather. I don't think we are because it's hella cold and I don't think two is going to hold up well. I think the run game will hold up well, but I don't think their passing game will. Uh, last thing I want to say, and this relates to Tyreek Hill as well as CMC. We had them in the MVP discussion a lot of the year. It's games like this where Tyreek can really assert that. And it's, you know, the entire postseason for CMC and Tyreek, if they can make it that far. I don't have. <laughs> yeah, he owes him one. one. I don't have Tyreek in the Dolphins obviously winning this game. But, hey, he could make a true impact in this game and help two out. Speed does kind of travel in his case. I don't think that's going to affect anything. So, But if Tua can at least deliver the ball to him, that would help. But I don't know if Tua will be able to do that. So 2013 Chiefs. I do think isn't this Tyreek Hill's first game back so. in Kansas City? I don't, it was supposed to be this year, but right. they moved they it do. to Germany. They went to Germany, so this is his, this is his first game back home. Uh, I think if I'm McDaniel, I think they're going to get him the ball in unique ways. I think they're going to try to stretch it down the field. Like they might, I could see Tua trying to throw a bomb early just to see how he can throw in the in the uh, elements. And then if that doesn't work, I could see a bunch of screens flip like him out of the backfield and things just to get the ball in his hands early. The Dolphins absolutely have the means to win this game because I think it's a race to 21. And they can get to 21 because I don't think the Chiefs really can score. But the Chiefs can control the ball and Mahomes can do enough, which is why I have confidence in the Chiefs in this game. But I absolutely think... There is a world where the Dolphins can win this game because they do run the ball so well. I just hope Big Daniels realized that he could do that. But going to the most boring game of the weekend, in my opinion, which will probably be the most fun just because I said it. But Pittsburgh is heading to Buffalo. Buffalo is favored by 10. Timmy, how much do you have Buffalo winning by? Seven. Um, I think Buffalo will have quite an outstanding lead maybe up to 20 points. The Steelers will fight back. Maybe they get it to within one score. That's how I'm going to predict it. Uh, but it's not going to be a close game by any means. Um, so I'll give it 28 to 20. So I'll actually give it eight. There's still one score, but I think it'll realistically be like a 21 to seven game most of the way. This game has two things written all over it. Uh, 30-point blowout or a Bills disgusting win. And I'm going to go with the Bills disgusting win. It's going to be like 26-21 to 21 in a game where they should never be in that position. I originally had this game 31-17 to 17 Bills. No TJ Watt for the Steelers. Mason Rudolph's first start, much like Tua, much like CJ Stroud. And like I, like I said, Bills in mafia. Buffalo, in a tough place to play. Uh, and I looked up the weather last night and it said 40 degrees. And I'm like, oh, of course, like game over. Like, it's not even cold, like whatever. If it was cold and it was snowy, like maybe, maybe the Steelers have a chance with the run game. Uh, 
then I did find out it is going to be possibly like 50 mile per hour wins. So I still have the Bills winning, still have them winning by two scores, have them winning by 13, 23 to 10, but much lower scoring given the fact that, excuse me, it's hella windy. Himalayan food got me bourbon. Goddamn. All righty. <laughs> All righty. Next, we've got the Packers of Green Bay. Jordan Love uh, heading to Jerry World. Dallas is favored by seven. Timmy, how do you call it? Um, I kind of feel the same way how Kyle felt in the Bills game. I think Dallas is probably going to win this game by double digits. Um, they're going to get their hopes up is what's going to happen. Is All the Cowboys fans are going to be like, see, this is our year. Then round two is going to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, so I'll give it 27 to 14, uh, double digit win. I just think the Cowboys are better at pretty much every single position, so can't really bet against the, them. The Cowboys absolutely should win this game, and I do think they will win this game. The one thing they can't do, though, is let the Packers get up early. They can. They need to just put this game away early because the Packers are a team that don't know any better, and they could just – they have off, offensive talent. Uh, Mike, Matt LaFleur is a good coach. Jordan Love has been playing hot right now, and if you let him get into the game rolling, it could be a scary sight for them, especially in a field with no elements or anything like that. They got a lot of speed on that offense right now, but I do have Dallas winning this game 30-20. to 20. I've also got Dallas. I got a 28-24. Um, I believe there's a world. There's two outcomes I see, and both of them are Cowboys wins. I either think they blow Green Bay the fuck out, or I think it's like this where it's a shootout. I got a little lower scoring, 28-24. That's not the crazy, but I could see it even getting to 35-31, something like that. Um, but I think in the end. Be right in line with Packers-Cowboys sure, games of the past. For sure. I think in the end, either way, the Cowboys defense is going to make plays. So whether it's a blowout, they're obviously making life hell for Jordan Love. And if it's close, I think they make a play to seal it for them. But I don't see the Cowboys winning at all. Uh, they don't have a defense. Or sorry, I don't see the Packers winning. They don't have a defense to speak of. Uh, I think they just lost Jair Alexander, too. I think he just twisted his ankle, so he might be out for Sunday's game. So, yeah, it just looks rough for him. But it could be a very entertaining game either way, whether – it's a blowout or whether it's a close game. I think it's going to be entertaining and uh, kind of chaotic. Okay. And then <clears throat> the most interesting game of the weekend to me, probably well, in the Browns uh, Texans game, you've got the Rams. Matthew Stafford's coming home to Detroit. Detroit is favored by three. Timmy, what do you call it here? This is definitely my most anticipated game of the weekend. This is the one that I'm 100% making sure I tune into. Uh, definitely going to watch all of them, but I'm going to be glued to the TV on this one. I think it's going to be a great game. Matthew Stafford coming home to Detroit, and he's going to end their playoff hopes here. I'm taking the Rams. Give me 31-27, to 27, L.A. Can I piggyback off of that, Keenan? Uh, I have the same Absolutely. exact score, same exact outcome. Rams 31-27. Much like I had Keenan in my mind ready to pick the Texans, Tim, I had you ready to pick the Lions. Like I was like, 
Tim's definitely going with the Lions here. He's been a Lions supporter all year, so I'm shocked that you picked the Rams. Um, but no, same exact score. I see it the same exact way. I think whether it's Goff throwing a pick to end it or if it's Stafford leading them down on the final drive to make it 31, I definitely see a shootout. Um, I see Goff having a little bit of trouble just because McVay knows him so well, and uh, that can definitely play in your favor. We've seen that time and time and time again. Um, I just feel terrible for Lions fans. They probably won't have Laporta in this game because uh, he hyperextended his knee. And you can make a big case that even if he's just playing in this game, like that could swing it the Lions way. I mean, he's such a force. So, I mean, it just seems like Lions fans can't have anything nice. They very well could win this game, but obviously I do not have them winning this game. So, sorry for Lions fans and their injuries and their just unluckiness uh, and then having to go against Stafford, of course. Like, I just think this is not a favorable favorable matchup for them. These are pe- This is like the upset of the week for a lot of people. This is a lot of people's picks for it. It's not mine. I have Detroit 28-26. I think they'll be able to control the ball on the ground. Between Gibbs and David Montgomery, I think it's going to be – I think it – has probably going to be the most fun game of the weekend. Uh, high scoring, a lot of yards, a lot of scoring, a lot of touchdowns. You've got so much offensive talent on both sides of the football, and then you've got playmakers on defense, a couple here, a couple there on both teams. So it's going to be fun, but I do think the Detroit run game will get it done, and Dan Campbell's going to go for a fourth down, and it's going to make or break. I think it's going to make – you guys probably feel like it would break in that scenario. But I do feel like there's going to be like one pivotal fourth down that. Be like fourth and 36, and he could and easily yeah. punt it and get the ball back, and he'll still go for it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to run a fake punt on fourth and 36. It's going to be like a, it's gonna be like a <laughs> fourth quarter down three, fourth and six from their own 35. Something like that. One where you're like, you're down three, just punt it. Like, it's fine, and they're going to go Quick for story that both of you will appreciate. Um, I pulled fourth and 36 out of my ass there, but I've witnessed at North Country once upon a time, it was a fourth hey. and 33 or a fourth and 36. It was something like that. It was fourth and extremely long, and they ran a halfback dive for two yards and got stopped in their own territory. Could have just punted, but, yeah, witnessed that. That was the dumbest football moment I've ever seen anywhere, probably. <laughs> Shout out to North Country for winning D two. Timmy, we played D one, right? When we were there, we played. Oh, when, uh, so we played out of conference games. You get you have to play two no matter what. So we would play like St. Johnsbury, who was D one, mm-hmm. but we were D two the whole year. We were D two because I think because yep. then we moved from like a certain like down. Afterwards. I think they did for like basketball. Or... After. I know they moved. They What's went. That? From, I know ba- basketball. They went from like just actual D one to like the Mountain View, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, I have no idea about basketball. But after my senior year of high school, they went from. They didn't technically move out of D two, so they're still D two. They just expanded D two, so there's like eight more teams in it, and a lot of those teams are Division three teams. Um, See, so it kind of makes it like. More, more even. See, I always, wish, I always wish that we could have played those teams. I feel like we would have done fine. I feel like we would have probably. Done. I think so. I kind of think that's like a stigma or something because me and Camden talk about it all the time. We feel the exact same way. Hey, you give me their schedule, we would have won ten games. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Like we probably should have won eight games when we were playing. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hand, foot, and mouth ruined our season. 
<laughs> yeah, every single we year we had we it like rolling. four years in a row. <laughs> we yeah. were rolling hand, foot, mouth, run our season. We were rolling, but yeah. Um. Anyways, before we let's not talk about the North Country Falcons. Let's talk about the other bird that may go down this weekend. Uh, Philly's heading to Tampa. Good uh, Tampa is plus three. Yep. Thanks. Uh, Philly's actually favored by That's three in this game. Defending NFC champions. Timmy, what say you about this game? I think every year, I mean, I feel like it's more of like a divisional round thing, but every year we see a really low scoring game and it kind of like confuses you. You're like, I didn't expect that to be a low scoring game. Like when the Packers played the 49ers a couple years ago, it was like 14 to nine or something. Yeah. It was like, Nobody was predicting that. Everybody was hammering the over in those games, and they were setting it at 52 points, and you were still taking the over. Nobody was, you know, flinching. Mm-hmm. I think this is the low-scoring game, and I have, I guess, the upset because they're the four seed taking on the five seed, but they're not favored. I'm taking Tampa Bay. It's going to be low-scoring. I'm going to say 14 Ooh. to 13. That's ugly. Kyle, did you mm-hmm. want to go? Uh, you can go. You can go. I've got Tampa in this game as well. I don't think Philly is good defensively. Uh, I think Tampa's a better defensive team. And offensively, I think Tampa's playing just as well as the Eagles are offensively. Um, I think, obviously, the Eagles have higher peaks. But I haven't seen them reach those peaks in a month since, like, Halloween. So I've got Tampa in this game 21-17. to 17. I should pick Tampa in this game. I'm picking the Eagles. Um, all signs point to Tampa. I think it's insane that Philly's favored by three. I think you can make it a pick them if you want to make it Philly by a one or one and a half or even half a point. Fine. Like, or Philly even underdog by point and a half. I'm fine with that too. But three points is a little insane. I do think they have more talent. Um, honestly, if Baker Mayfield was fully healthy, I'd probably pick the Bucks outright. Uh, I had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So this is a bit of a going down with the ship kind of pick. But it's also the way my bracket falls. It's either Cowboys-Bucks next week or Cowboys-Eagles. I'd much rather see Cowboys-Eagles. I think if they got the Bucks, they would win by 45, maybe 75 points next week. Spoiler alert, if that happens. I'll tell, that's my pick next week. If it ends up being Bucks-Cowboys, Cowboys in a route, I will have. Um so I'm hoping for the Eagles. I think that'd be a little bit of a better game given the divisional opponent. Uh, I have it 24 to 22. Uh, just want to add to, I just heard this today and I think Keenan even mentioned it a little earlier. People are talking about Sirianni coaching for his job, which I think is a bit insane. Uh, if that's the case, let's say that's true and they fire Sirianni and that's where fucking Belichick goes. If Belichick yep. goes to the Eagles, you could talk me into like 15 and one with this goddamn team, or I guess now it'd be 16 and one, right? Uh, get this team, yeah. just some defensive talent. They have everything you need on offense. And that's his kind of team, a ball control, you know, control on the clock kind of team. They would, <laughs> I already thought it was tough to beat Philly when they're at their full potential. Obviously not now, but if you got Belichick in there with some defensive talent, Good night. <laughs> That's all I can say is good night. That would be scary for the league. Yeah, it's going to be – that is something that could happen too. Like, if it does happen, that's going to be scary. I doubt it. I but, think that's crazy, but if it does – I mean, there's been I, – I, I, don't, I don't think it would happen, but, I mean, there's been crazier firings 
like a first round a first round exit after going to the Super Bowl like and Philly kind of has done this with coaches kind of a little bit in the past too where they're like quick to fire them and and it would be different again as you said with Mike McCarthy um in a regular year you wouldn't fully do that but this is Bill Belichick this isn't just any coach so like if you think you can hit the pinnacle and get a Super Bowl out of it because of that one change, sure, do it. So you're it's not a typical year, so not a traditional move. Where I'd say it's a little different is I think Sirianni is yeah. an above-average coach, and I think this is only, what, his third, fourth season? Uh, and Peterson on that end, on them firing yes. Doug Peterson early, at the time I disagreed with it, but you know now looking how he does with Jacksonville, I do think he's kind of ass or just maybe average, but so maybe they were right there or they look to be right there. I should say. Okay. So we've got, um, so now we're going on, uh, for our farther picks. I'm just going to read off what everyone's divisional round will be. And you guys can go from there. So Timmy has Cleveland going to Baltimore and Kansas city going to Buffalo. In the AFC, in the NFC, he has the... I was going to say, we have the what? same bracket, Tim and I. I was about to say, and that's, it. and that's the same for Kyle. Cleveland going to Baltimore, KC going to Buffalo. And then in the NFC, Timmy has the Rams going to San Francisco, has Tampa going to Dallas. Kyle has the Rams going to San Francisco, and Philly going to Dallas. And then me, I have Houston going to Baltimore. I have Kansas City going to Buffalo. We're all in line there. And then I have Tampa Bay going to, or yeah, I have Tampa Bay going to San Francisco and Detroit going to mm. Dallas because I have Detroit winning that game. So Tampa is going to San Francisco and Detroit is going to Dallas. So who will be your, who's going to the NFC Championship game, Timmy, or in NFC and AFC Championship game, Timmy? Do we want to start with just one game? So like Buffalo, Kansas City, or do you want me to just give you the championship? Uh, just go AFC. So go AFC. So go like both games, and then we'll all go AFC, and then we'll go NFC. So give us who you think's gonna win Buffalo, Kansas City, and then who you think's gonna win Baltimore versus Cleveland. Okay, taking Buffalo versus Kansas City. Similar repeat to the season earlier, how we saw it, uh, but it won't be because of an offsides call that they're calling this a Buffalo <laughs> win. Um, do you want to score? Uh, no, don't worry about a score right now. Okay. And I'm taking Cleveland wow. over Baltimore. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to be a little rusty. They haven't played their starters in – it'll be three weeks that they haven't come together and played a full game of football. Uh, so give me Cleveland. They're going to get hot. It's going to be a defensive game. But Joe Flacco is going to uproot his former team. Okay. So I got uh, Buffalo and Cleveland in the Buffalo championship. And Cle- and Kyle, I am interested just in case the Texans win. What is your score of this Buff or uh, Baltimore Cleveland game? Um, give me twenty six okay. to twenty four. It'll be close, but yeah, it'll be a good game, but a little bit of rust. Maybe uh, Cleveland gets out to a lead early. And they're able to just hold Well, I, to too, it. have the Bills. Uh, I won't give the score, but I'll say double digits over the Chiefs. So I got the Bills handedly over the Chiefs. And I have Baltimore over the Browns. So I'm different from you there. I do have a knockdown, dragout game. 
save the score in case we do get these matchups. But I got it close there, and I got Bills easily over the Chiefs. I'll say that. And I have a bowl. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Go ahead, Keaton. Okay. And my AFC, I do have the Ravens over the Texans, and I have the Bills mm. over the Chiefs, I think. I think the Ravens are going to pretty much handle the Texans. I just think that they match up perfectly defensively. And then offensively, I think Lamar is going to play much better than he did against them the first time around. And then Buffalo, Kansas City, I think it's going to be an electric half. And the second half is probably not going to be as electric. I think Buffalo is just going to show why they're a better team this year. And that's fine. You don't go to the Super Bowl every single year. It happens. So Chiefs fans, it's okay. You can play next year. You'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so NFC. Uh, Timmy, who will you have representing and who are your NFC championship? Who are the people in your NFC championship game? Sorry. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dallas over Tampa Bay. I do believe this game will probably be a route. Uh, so probably double digit win there. Um, and I'm taking LA over San Francisco. I think if any team can knock off San Francisco this year, it's going to be LA. It's going to be a divisional opponent that, you know, they've beat them before in the playoffs. It comes down to big plays. It's, it's McVay versus Shanahan. I like it. The Rams are hot. They're going to take it too. I like it. All right, Kyle, how about you? So I got Cowboys and Eagles, and I got Rams and Niners, both divisional yep. games. Uh, so I have both close games here. I completely agree with Tim, by the way. I think the Rams are the toughest matchup in either conference for the 49ers. Um, I disagree with either conference, but I do do. I do think they're the toughest they're, in the So you'd have the Ravens, obviously, because they blew them out. I think the I Ravens. Feel that. But I do the think there's a divisional thing there, and I do think McVay – I also think the Bills would have a better chance. Than the Rams. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have the Niners winning that game. So I got them in the NFC Championship game. And I would have the Cowboys winning over the Eagles. But I do have that one close, surprisingly, given how the Eagles have played. So Cowboys, Niners, Blue Bloods, 90s rivalry, 80s rivalry, 70s rivalry. No, I think it's 80s and 90s, but rivalries regardless. 90s, yeah. Back in the NFC Championship game, Dallas rejoice. Okay, and in the NFC, I have the 49ers demolishing <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's not going to be – that's a tough game. Um, I got them demolishing. And I've got Detroit riding the wrong or that they should have had before, and they're going to beat Dallas in wow. Dallas. So I've got Detroit in San Fran. And then Belichick hiring right after that. That was all. So that's kind of why I said it too. I think if you lose to Detroit at home in the divisional round, you absolutely can fire Mike McCarthy with Belichick on the line. I didn't want to say it then, obviously, because I didn't want to give it away. Uh, But I think that that job will come open by February 10th. And by February seventeenth, we might be able to see. What if it's like a fifty-fifty game and they win on like a like fifty-eight yard field goal, and it's nothing McCarthy or the defense could do? Still, still, I don't think it would matter. I really don't. I think when with Jerry and Dallas, it's results oriented. I could see him getting fired. 
I really could. I expect, I just because and with Bill being there, I could see it. If you had only Mike Vrabel, then it would. I don't see why you would do it. But when you have that guy, I think you can convince yourself to be like, I think we need that guy. All right, so we got Cowboys, Cowboys, Rams Alrighty. for Tim, Cowboys, Niners for me, Lions, Niners for Keenan. All right, all right. Yep, and then in the AFC, Kyle and I both have Baltimore and Buffalo, and Timmy has mm. Cleveland and Buffalo. So, Timmy, who is going to the Super Bowl in the AFC, and then we'll, we'll all go AFC, and then we'll all go NFC? I'm taking Buffalo, put them in the Super Bowl, uh, really turn the season around, and it's just going to be cherry on top to at least just get to the Super Bowl. Keenan asked last week, if they didn't make the playoffs, is this season a failure? No, this season's not a failure because they're going to the bowl. They're at least going to play for it. Yep. Alrighty. And Kyle, do you have uh, Baltimore or do you have Buffalo? I have a tie. No, I mean, that's impossible. But um, look, it's been a storybook season for Lamar, second MVP, right? Uh I'm rooting for Lamar this entire playoffs. I really am. Like, I, I like it feels like the year. It feels like a special year. Like, there's just some years where it feels like destiny, and it feels that way for Baltimore. But I got the Bills of Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I got it. I I, I can't explain it. Uh, everything says point to both number ones going to the Super Bowl. Like, if there was ever a year. Granted, it happened last year, but if there was ever a year, it's this year. Like, no two teams have looked better than those two teams. Excuse me the Ravens and the Niners, but man, look at Josh Allen's playoff stats. Look at Lamar's playoff stats. And I think Lamar's going to write some of his wrongs this year. Obviously got him losing to the bills, but I think he's going to play better in the divisional round and probably play toe to toe with uh, Josh Allen in the championship game. Just don't have the making it. Josh Allen's lights out. Uh, we, uh, none of us have Mahomes making it. I really see maybe like a 15% percent chance that that actually happens that they get to the AFC championship game uh, I think a lot of stuff would have to happen but I really think this is like I mean I've been saying it for like since Burrow got injured with both of them out the way it's really on a platter for both Josh Allen and Lamar and I just think the Bills have the momentum they've been playing playoff games for like six weeks now I think it's on the table for them uh, I'm rooting for Lamar though I'm rooting for Lamar I want that to happen god damn I keep fucking burping but I got the Bills. I got the Bills. And I wouldn't hate to see the Bills there either. They're like the lovable loser, even if they are in division for us uh, Pats fans. But wouldn't mind seeing Buffalo there. But I'm definitely strongly rooting for Lamar. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I would have I would have bet my entire house that you were betting. Your entire betting house? Buffalo, and I told, I told Timmy this prior. <laughs> I would have bet the house. There was I'm, not not a, I'm not even kidding. I told I, t I told Timmy I would have been shocked I'll if say this. didn't have Buffalo in. Me, I have Baltimore in over Buffalo. I think it might not end up being close. I think it not that it's going to be a blowout, but I just think that they'll win pretty handily towards the end. I just think Baltimore is a better team than Buffalo. But go on. Uh, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for the next round, actually. Okay. But um, so you both have Buffalo. Ex and expand I have on your Baltimore blowout, though, because I think those are two evenly matched teams. But Baltimore um, hasn't got Buffalo yet. So I think he would put, I think Josh Allen would pose some problems for that Baltimore defense. 
I think Josh Allen would have to be the type of quarterback to pose problems. I think that more stationary quarterbacks are definitely Baltimore. I don't think it's going to be uh, particularly – I think it won't be a blowout per se. So I was meant more so meant like it's going to be towards the end the Baltimore will pull away. I could see it being like a 10 to 12 point game. I just think that Josh Allen's prone to making more mistakes than Lamar and Lamar is playing at a higher level than Josh is right now. I could see two Josh Allen picks in that game. I think that defense is very, uh, they disguise themselves very well. They're very well coached. They have a lot of playmakers on that defense and getting pressure on Josh Allen, give him a few extra possessions, give him a marks with extra possessions this year seems to be deadly for the, him. So, that would be where I, I could go in that aspect. Could it be close? Absolutely. Could the Bills win? Absolutely. It's obviously on the board that the Bills win. I wouldn't like blow my, me away if the Bills won, but I personally think that it'd be the Ravens by ten, like a thirty. I could see why you see me leaning towards the Bills because I've been on the Bills bandwagon probably since that Dolphins game early on in the season where they blew them out. Where I was, it just impressed me. I was like, that's an impressive win. Much like the Ravens over the Niners impressed me. Like, there's some wins, and even the Ravens over the Lions early on. Like, there's some wins that are wins, then there's impressive wins. So, I, I was kind of on Buffalo since then. And then their season kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. But, bet your house. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, 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 I told Timmy before this that I absolutely would have, like, I would have been shocked if you didn't have Buffalo. I was, I would be shocked if you didn't have the Super Bowl that I think you're going to have. So, uh, anyways, let's move on to the NFC, speaking about the Super Bowl that he's going to have. Uh, Timmy, who do you have representing you in the Super Bowl? Just want to say congratulations to Dallas. This is my prediction here, at least. This will be your first conference championship game in 28 years. You made it. Unfortunately, you lose to the Los Angeles Rams. Yep. Yeah. We talked about it before. Keenan said he could predict exactly where he thought I was going with it. This is what I got. Uh, the Rams will beat Dallas and go back to the Super Bowl. I got Los Angeles versus Buffalo. So I had so I had this, and then I, I wasn't sure if he was going Cleveland or Buffalo. I was absolutely 100% confident in the Rams. And then I was like, I'm circling Buffalo. He's going with Buffalo over Cleveland. He's not going to. Those are the he three likes, teams. He, he, likes Joe Flack, he likes Joe Flacco, but I don't think he can pick Joe Flacco to get to the Super Bowl over Josh Allen after going. That'd be going through Stroud, then Lamar, <laughs> then Josh Allen. That is a tough road. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that would be. You talk about his all-time great run before, this would be <laughs> right there. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so you've got the band – I almost said the Bears. The Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. The Rams, who were, I think, three and six at one point, dead in the water. And the Bills, who were six and six, looked dead in the water in the Super Bowl. Crazy runs. Uh, Kyle, how about you? Who is your NFC representative? Having the Bills in the Super Bowl, Keenan, I really, I really, really, this is the second thing I'm rooting for, Keenan. If Lamar doesn't get in, the second thing I'm rooting for is the Bills versus the Cowboys because, like, who's got worse luck than those two teams? Other than, of course, Detroit and Cleveland. But for your, like, mainstream teams, which the Bills are now, I mean, they've always been a blue blood, but they've been out of the mix for, like, a good 25 years, really up until Brady left, right? Um, but recently they're a blue blood team or a, or a mainstream team, I should say. So I'm kind of rooting for that if Lamar does.
doesn't get in, but I got the Niners winning. Got the Niners beating the Cowboys. I got a Niners Bill Super Bowl. Uh, what I was going to say prior, Keenan, was leading into the week, I was going to Tennessee to visit you. I had my mind made up. I was like, Bill's Niners. That's going to be my Super Bowl. Like, I see it. I envision it. Like, that's what it's going to be. Niners got blown out by the uh, Ravens on Christmas Day. Started the waiver uh, as the season went. Obviously, they got that terrific win the next weekend the Ravens did. And I'm like, damn, like, it looks to be number one versus number one. Like, it looks like it's going to be Niners-Ravens again. And uh, when I posed you guys that question last podcast about, like, are the Packers going to lose on similar situations back-to-back years, or are we going to get two number ones on back-to-back years? It just doesn't happen where you get two number ones. So I had to pick one to lose. I could see the Ravens losing for the Niners just because the Niners are just loaded with talent. Not that the Ravens aren't. And then what sealed it for me again was uh, Josh Allen's playoff stats. He's got insane stats in the playoffs. So it's yeah, a lot of I was gonna say not that not fault to him, but a lot of that is from his sure. run two years. Sure, ago. I mean, I was gonna say not that not not a fault to him. I was just saying because he had the seven touchdown. I mean the seven drive, seven touchdown games against the Patriots, and then he played like an auto, a perfect game against sure. Mahomes, and then he just lost. Like he had like eight touchdowns and no picks on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that tends to travel. Not saying that he won't have bad games, but, you know, if you're a playoff performer, usually that continues to trend that way. Uh, So that really gave me the edge over Lamar. But again, I'm rooting for Lamar, low-key rooting for a Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl. But I do think the most likely option is that the Niners get one of the two, whether it's the Bills or the Ravens. I don't think there's any world that the Ravens don't get to the AFC championship game, unless like Tim says, the Browns, like they'd be the ones to do it. And uh, you'd still have to favor Lamar over Flacco. It's really weird. And really just because it's really because it's a divisional game. No, no, I'm just, Oh no, no. I'm saying like, it's, I was about to say, it's weird that like we feel in the, I mean, obviously you guys have the bills over the Ravens, but we feel like the reasons why that the, number one seeds won't get either to won't get to the championship game in each respective conference is their division, their division rival that at one point we thought were never going to be even part of the picture. Like the Browns at some point, like six weeks ago before they got flack up and like, okay, they're interesting, I guess, because they can play defense, but Mm -hmm. they're not like that scary. But now it's like, okay, there it's on the table. Like they easily could beat the Texans and they easily, like not easily could beat the Ravens, but they could beat the Ravens for sure. And then, with the Rams, they could definitely could go to Detroit and win, and they definitely could go to the San Fran and win. Like, that's on the table there for sure, too. So it's just interesting that those two teams we think pose probably the biggest threat other than Buffalo in the AFC for you guys. But, yeah. And then NFC-wise, as much as I want to pick Detroit, I literally can't. I just can't do it. They don't have the defense for it. If they had two more defensive pieces, I would be able to do it. But it's San Fran. I do think it's going to be a rematch of the game that we saw a few weeks back. I know I'm a boring guy. That's okay. Uh, I just think that's what's going to happen. So I have, uh, hopefully the lights don't go out of my Super Bowl, um, but I got a rematch of that Super Bowl. That was a really good game too. I think it was 34-31 Ravens. So that was a really fun game. Uh, yeah. I hope that it's Ravens stage to come back after the power went out. Like before that, the Niners were up big, like 17 yeah, I was gonna say, or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say – yeah, let's hope that Beyonce doesn't shut it down to the Super Bowl, even though that's Usher this year, but that's fine. All right, so you've got – Kyle has got 
the Buffalo Bills against the 49ers. Timmy has got the Buffalo Bills versus the Rams. I have got the Ravens versus the 49ers. So none of us have the same Super Bowl, which is kind of cool. Um, Timmy, who is your Super Bowl champion? The Buffalo Bills. Exercising the demons. Okay. Just want to let everyone know that I had his Super Bowl predicted prior to this. I'm just making sure. And let's see. I definitely dropped a lot of hints (laughs) last week about which teams. And then um, let's see if I have Kyle's because I did tell I did tell Timmy what I thought Kyle's was going to be before, but. Josh Allen gets his first Super Bowl. If there is a year for him to do it, this would be the Josh year that Allen, makes the, sense. The Bills get their first Super Bowl. Him and Lamar. I was, yeah, I was going to say, well, say, Josh Allen gets his first. The Bills get their first. <sighs> It'd be really fitting if they lost on like a 41-yard field goal miss by uh, <laughs> Tyler Bass, but that would be neither <laughs> here nor there. So That would be yeah. wild. No, that j- – now that would literally that would break like life uh but kyle what is your super bowl i have a high school first of all actually tim who's your mvp in that hypothetical super bowl okay okay it'll be josh allen and i'll i'll have a bold prediction for it um i have obviously the niners and the bills i have a fairly high scoring game it'll be 31 to 25 and I will have who I believe has been the best team all year, and that's the 49ers winning. I think they'll finally get over the hump and uh, and win the big one. So Niners over the Bills, 31-25. Alrighty. So Shouts to the Bay. I'm glad. I, had, I thought, so for a second, Kyle, I was talking with Timmy before. I was like, he's going to go with Josh Allen. And I was like, no, he thinks the 49ers are the best team in the league. He's not going with them. So I had, the, I had you having the 49ers over the Buffalo Bills as you guys. Oh, wait, sorry. Before you go on, Cal, who's your MVP? Debo. Debo Samuel. Ooh. I very much could see that. Um, Me, I have the Ravens over the 49ers again. I think they're a better team. I think the Ravens are the best team in the league. I think that Lamar is going to be the best quarterback in the league. Like in that, like that one to two, obviously, with Mahomes. But he'll have the crown after the Super Bowl. MVP, Super Bowl champion, happened last year. It's going to happen again. Um, Lamar is also my Super Bowl MVP, by the way. I think that is kind of up in the air. It was either it was honestly either him or I was debating on Odell <laughs> again and him just showing out. That was the chance of Odell just showing out. <laughs> that was what I was thinking, too. Like One thing about Odell is he does love himself the big lights. So, in fairness to Odell, I do think that that would be kind of funny. But, yeah. Odell tears his other ACL. <laughs> listen, in no. Super Bowl. Listen. On his way to being another Super Bowl MVP. Like, he has, like, four catches, a buck ten in a tub. And then you're like, wait a second. What happened? Start of quarter two comes, and it's just, uh... I will say. <laughs> you know things are bad when you, ah. I will say. But, okay, one thing oh, I was. My fault, my fault. Sorry, no, I was going to say. I thought Tim was going to have Cleveland in the Super Bowl, like before recording. I thought Tim was going to have them there. And maybe the Rams. I could have seen him going Rams, Cleveland, or the Lions as Super Bowl winners. Did not expect him to have the Bills winning it. Keen, I would have had you pegged as Ravens. 
But I thought you would have had Ravens Cowboys, not Ravens mm-hmm. Niners. So no Ravens now. Wasn't the Ravens your preseason pick or was the Bengals? Bengals over Steelers was my preseason pick. I had Bengals the Ravens in the AFC championship game. No, oh, uh, Bengals, right, Seahawks. Seahawks. If I said Steelers, sorry. Uh, Bengals over Seahawks. I had the Ravens and Bengals in the AFC championship game. I believe Timmy and I both did. We had them getting there. And then, because two years ago, my I think I had the Ravens. Last year, I think right? I had Eagles over Ravens. I could tell yeah. you. I had Eagles for sure. No, Eagles over Bengals. I had you, Eagles over Bengals. You had the Eagles, Andre. You had the Eagles, Bengals. Tim, who'd you, had you had? You had the Seahawks and who? Um, Bengals. Bengals. Oh, Bengals. I had the same pick as Keenan. No, he had the same as me. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Timmy, what are your bold predictions for the playoff run? Josh Allen is going to accumulate, right? He's got to play four games. He's going to accumulate 350-plus rushing yards in this Super Bowl run. Uh, So that's one. I'll give Matthew Stafford 16 touchdowns. He's going to pop off for a couple games. I like it. Gotta go bold. That might be the greatest run of all time. (laughs) And they're gonna lose in the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a high flying game. You might have like three touchdowns. Like four game, four touchdowns a game. Um, Right. Yeah. Sure. He's gonna have a five touchdown playoff game. Sure. All right. He said sure. Five would make it a little easier. So yeah. Um. Yeah, he gets a five versus San Francisco. That's gonna be a high scoring game, right? Um. Do I need three? You want one more? Let me think. You guys go, and I'll come back with one more. (laughs) All right, Keita, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, all right. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'm here. Go. Go. Dallas versus LA. Dak Prescott, four interceptions. I like it. A meltdown. my, My favorite thing... My favorite thing was to always say that Aaron Rodgers is going to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl and throw like seven. Can you imagine? Picks. I used to say it to Can Joe all the time. And I would just, I, I would literally, and this is just because people were saying that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. And I was bitter at the time. I was like, Aaron, Rodgers, <laughs> and another, another pick six of the game for Rodgers. Every time. And then I, I have no problem with Rodgers at all. Now, obviously he's great. Um, so, one of mine is in the AFC Championship game. Lamar Jackson's going to have a perfect mm. passer rating. All-time that is great. one bold prediction there. I debated on yeah, literally an all-time great performance there. That's one. Two. Oh, man. I, for, I, have, I have what I want. I just didn't have the exact player as of right now. But I'm going to go with it. It's going to be... Micah Parsons against Micah Parsons against the Cowboys. Against the Cowboys against the Packers is going to have six sacks. He's having a six sack playoff game, and then my third one is Patrick Mahomes versus the Buffalo Bills is going to have like a thirty, like probably like a forty-five quarterback rating. He's going to play <laughs> any any particular it's stats to go with atrocious. with that. <laughs> By the, by the um, way, the Michael probably, one's like right on brand with my uh, regular me, season one. My eight sack game, you got Micah getting a six sack. I like it. Yeah. 
Um, something along the lines of like 16 of 31, 116 yards, wow, zero touchdowns. That's an atrocious game. They play, he plays a terrible game. They might get, it's going to be like one of those games where I think it could be 27 to 14 ish. I had it close because I said they're going to have close at the first half. It's going to be fun. And what I think is going to be fun is that Mahomes is going to be trying to throw over the lot. It's going to be some picks, but they're going to run the ball well. And then second half, Buffalo is just going to show why they're a better team. Those are my three bold. I'll go in chronological order here. Because they're all, one's divisional, one's championship okay. weekend, one's Super Bowl weekend. Um, re- piggybacking mm-hmm. right off of Keenan here. Um, actually have the Bills in that game by 10, um, which is weird. Or 11 even. Uh, it's 10 or 11. It's close-ish, which is weird because Abba Holmes throwing not one, not two, not three, not four, but five picks in the divisional game. So me and Keenan... Keenan's got him playing an all-around bad game with two picks, no touchdowns. I got him playing. I mean, you just said like the Aaron Rodgers game. That's basically what I have him playing at Buffalo. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> eight seven. picks. <laughs> but yeah, they're somehow going to be still kind of in that game, only losing twenty-eight seventeen. But yeah, five picks for Mahomes. That's what I got it as. I mean, it's Josh That's right. throwing like that's three. right. <laughs> this generation's Brett Favre. Josh, uh, he's gonna- He's Next weekend, I also have the Cowboys losing to the Niners, and part of that reason will be because Brandon Aubrey will miss multiple field goals. Not sure if that's two, not sure if it's three, but it's multiple. See, he's only missed two this season, mm-hmm. and one of them was blocked. He's really only missed one whole in field la- goal this season. In the last is, game. Which is season. crazy. For sure. Yes. And then uh, my last bold, predi- excuse me, bold prediction uh, I told you I had Debo Samuel as MVP. He's going to win that in large part because he's going to go for the hat trick. Rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, passing touchdown. MVP. Ooh. Uh, who's his passing touchdown to? Do you have anyone in mind? We'll say Kittle. Uh, I was going to say Kyle yeah, right? check. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be that would be a play though. <laughs> like no one would expect Kyle Uzcheck to kind of sneak out of the backfield. And get that could be it. Interesting enough, I I was debating. I was close. I think he could get close to it, but I was thinking a Lamar like one fifty plus mm. rushing game. I was thinking of him trying to get into his Kaepernick bag. When I <laughs> almost said Josh Allen Super Bowl MVP because he rushes for one hundred and fifty yards, but. I'll do the cumulative over the playoffs. So you got to yeah. – I can't wait. So wait, what's your score of the Alrighty. championship game then, Dallas and Niners? Because you got you got Dak melting all the way down. So is it a Niners blowout or do they kind of keep it close? Like I have Mahomes somehow keeping it close in a five-interception game. Are you talking to me or Keenan? Because I got oh, that's Dallas right. and the fault, Rams. I, I just assume Niners because okay. I have um, So, yeah, Niners. Or sorry, Rams. I was just I have Detroit and San Fran, so yeah. not of none of us have to <laughs> yeah, I was like, myself up here. Uh give me thirty-one to fourteen. He passes one. Tony Pollard gets one to start the game, something like that. And then it's just complete meltdown for three quarters. Gets a garbage time touchdown for nothing. Dallas fans would be on suicide watch. Okay. Really in either of these outcomes they would be, but especially that. Absolutely. So 
I've got a couple questions here, and then I don't know if you guys have anything else. If not, we can depart for the night. This has been really fun. Um, so my question to you guys is you can name three people, but which three people do you feel like would benefit most from a Super Bowl? Can be coaches, can be owner, can be players, can be whomever. Three people who you feel benefit most from winning a Super Bowl this season. Can I start? Uh, whoever can <clears throat> the obvious yeah, is Dak Prescott. I mean, the answer is always going to be whoever the Cowboys quarterback is in this case. Uh, as far as coach, of I would course. say Kyle Shanahan. He's been to the championship game a number of times. What, four times already in his short career? Uh, been to the big game. Came yep. close to winning it. Did not win it. Obviously, last year, Purdy goes down. They don't even get a real chance at it. So I think it would be huge for him, especially since his pops is a two-time Super Bowl winner. So he'd add that to the fam. Um, third person. Let me think of that. I mean, if we're being literal, the Lions. I mean, just the Lions winning it, whether it's got like in any any event. Or the Browns, or the yeah. Browns. So I guess Browns my third, right my right third, I'll give that a team hyphen. Give me the Lions slash Browns because that's not fair because, I mean, the Bills and the Cow. Yeah, any one of those four teams, Cowboys, Lions, Browns, or Bills, you can't find four more cursed franchises than that. That's about as cursed of four franchises other than the Vikings, too. They've suffered some bad losses. Falcons, too. But those four in particular, those have loyal fan bases. And uh, Cowboys at least have had them. We act like the Cowboys haven't won since, like, the 60s. The 90s were at least somewhat recent. Still 30-plus years, whatever, 28 years, I think Tim said earlier. But uh, I think those four. But I'll take the Cowboys out because I already said Dak. So that kind of goes hand-in-hand. But I'll think of a third actual person. I'll let you guys go. All right. I'll uh, think of a third actual person. I'm going to go probably different than you guys because there's not a lot of people who can benefit, but just to give a little bit of variety. Tim, you go. Um, definitely, I would 100% agree with Dak. Of course. Is if Dak gets one, I think the narrative kind of changes on Dak. Mm-hmm. People probably don't think of him as that big turnover-prone, crumbling big moment kind of guy anymore. Because uh, this whole season's kind of been a pretty good season for him, minus like two games, really. So, uh, Dak, Dak's up there. I think Lamar's up there. He promised uh, the Baltimore fans a Super Bowl when they drafted him. So... Uh, he's got an MVP. He's probably got a second one coming to him. It'd be huge to win MVP and Super Bowl and potentially Super Bowl MVP all in one season. That would be incredible. Um, and then three doesn't mean the most, but I, I would love to see it. Joe Flacco. If he goes out, doesn't get a contract next year, but he actually just hangs up the cleats after this year, wins a Super Bowl, doesn't even need to win Super Bowl MVP. That would be a great story to see off the couch to a Super Bowl. Imagine uh, imagine a scenario where yeah. Joe Flacco wins it and then there's a QB competition between him and Deshaun next year. I'd be like, what fucking world do I live in? Uh let me switch. Let me switch my <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the Browns. That's the Browns for you. Three way <laughs> competition between him, Deshaun, and DTR. Um, I'm gonna switch my third person to Lamar outside of the teams, because obviously it would serve Lamar, especially being a two time MVP. Mm. I think he would be the other obvious QB that would serve the most. So so I agree with you guys. Um, I agree with that. Dak and Lamar would be and him. Those two and Josh Allen would be your three kind of most. I think 
Josh Allen, a Super Bowl for him puts him in a different level. Lamar, it puts him in a different level. You no longer can have any questions about him. And then obviously Dak, it solidifies to him. So I think those three very are like your top three. I want to give three other ones that I think are going to be very interesting. One, Matt Stafford, because I think it definitively make him a Hall of Famer. Like I think right now he's borderline where he has the statistics for it. He does have a Super Bowl, but I think another Super Bowl here, there's no way. I don't think you can keep him out of the Hall of Fame at this point. So I think Matt Stafford would be one that would be, I'd be very good for. Two, um, if I'm gonna kind of two would be Jalen Hurts. If for if somehow the Eagles were able to get hot, like they were able to get to get some of that pedigree out of them, they get back on. I think Jalen Hurts that kind of erase everything that happened this season, and people would really look at Hurts like, okay, he's truly the franchise guy there. He's truly one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. So that is two, and then three is I think Mahomes would benefit from it as from quarterbacks wise I'm going and I think he would benefit because I think that he would try he'd be able to say in the conversation be him and Brady that he had the greatest five-year stretch ever and like that helps him obviously because right now he's chasing like the top five of all time like top six of all time quarterbacks and winning more Super Bowls and being great is where it's going to get you there so winning him while you can would help out and obviously I think that I think Allen Dak and Lamar are more than like my homes, but just name it up a couple Your of comments people. on Stafford also make me think like if Dallas were to win it, Mike McCarthy has a true Hall of Fame case after that. Yes. Yes. Which is interesting. Absolutely. I hundred percent agree with that as well. And then just want to throw one more person out there just because for some reason I don't believe this could happen. It's more likely than saying Tampa. But if CJ Stroud were to be able to win a Super Bowl this year, that would be literally insane. It would be actually like life would be insane. Like I, I don't think they could manage to pull off uh Browns defense, a Ravens defense, a Chiefs or Bills defense, and then a San Francisco 49ers or Dallas Cowboys most likely defense to a Super Bowl with this decimated team. But if they did CJ might be the best quarterback in the league. And I'm not even joking. You'd have to put him there. If he can do that in one year with this Texans team, he might be the best quarterback in the league after year one. And I'm not sure we've ever said that. But yeah, so I'm done going with hypotheticals. But yeah, that could be interesting. Okay, word. Uh, Any more questions? I do want to revisit your uh, QB list because it's gotten a lot of stir on the the internet. Uh, I will say... I surprised myself looking back at this clip because you got Lamar number one, and I think correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that list in general because I think Lamar's been better than Mahomes this year. Um, correct me if I'm wrong though. You said it does go on past playoff performance, and I think you'd have to have someone like Mahomes uh, it's and a Allen mix between, ahead of Lamar in mix that between case, resume and. Uh, it goes on resume plus this year. I do have more resume than this year. Um, you would have, I would be fine if someone had Mahomes over Lamar, but I also do think that how you're playing now matters too. Like how I had it was like probably eighty twenty. Like resume does matter, and your resume regular and postseason matters. Lamar has had not the greatest of moments. They play. They came out lax against the Tennessee Titans. 
Uh, they beat, I believe, the Bills, and then they lost to. I can't remember the other team they lost to. I don't think it was the Chiefs. I think it was the Chiefs. I don't remember. I don't think they played the Chiefs in the playoffs. It could have been. I don't remember who else they lost to in the playoffs. I'm going to check right now. But Lamar hasn't. They well, lost. Last year, they lost to the mm-hmm. Bengals, but Lamar didn't play. No, I was going to say, I'm thinking Lamar's postseason. Um, he lost, like, the Chargers won. Now, he was young. He lost to the Chargers. He had two touchdowns and one pick against them. Then the year, his unanimous MVP, he lost to the ta- to the Titans. He had one touchdown to two picks. Then he beat the Titans, lost to the Bills. So he's one, I was going to say, right now, he is one and three in the playoffs. It hasn't looked great for him, though, so far. So I get if someone was going to have Mahomes over him or even Josh Allen over him, but I do think with how he's playing right now and how bad Mahomes is playing right now, I think that does weigh a little bit more into where I do have. And and yeah, I think that going forward, Lamar, with what he's shown this year and how he's progressed, that he would be in there. But again, if you were to have Mahomes or Allen ahead, I'm not going to argue. That's just where I have it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the first game Lamar played against the Chargers, he came in after halftime, and the game was, like, over. I'm pretty sure they were still rolling with Flacco that year. Uh, no, that was the year he came in midseason. Like, he came in after week three. He played that whole game. Okay. So he came oh, in – he came in – because he came in uh, – I want to say week three or four because I believe he went nine and three that year, but they were not that good. Like, he was not that good at all. He was just kind of a guy who could run. But, uh, yeah, he came in midseason. He was he had six touchdowns to three picks that year, but he could run well. Like, they, he was just a running back. He averaged, like, 16 carries a game. They basically – and that's why he couldn't do anything against the Chargers because they just – they got after him all day and he couldn't throw. And so – in. From If you watch that playoff game and then you go watch the Dolphins game he just played, like the last game he played, it's not even the same guy. Which is why I think, which is why I kind of have him at number one right now, but I do. Fair question, Kyle. But people were, in, I do like in YouTube comments, TikTok comments, on Instagram, people were not happy. But some of them were. I, I definitely cannot share the blame for that. I'd definitely be arguing in the TikTok comments. I saw, I saw, I saw that. So so there was one where you made a list, and it no, it was Kyle's take saying that we can't hold Mahomes Mahomes as like the number one quarterback anymore. And somebody commented saying like nobody's saying Mahomes is the number one QB in the league right now. And I'm like, so many people, I could tell you every GM is probably going to take Mahomes 101 if they had the opportunity ahead of every other definitely. quarterback in the league right now. Um, and I was definitely just comment <laughs> after comment going back and forth with this dude. And then, yeah. No, I, so. I absolutely saw that. I respect the grind. I respect that for sure. Absolutely. But I saw... But like guys, the people like Dak stats are better than Lamar. Someone said this la- uh this list is fire. One let me laugh and said, It's not that bad. Don't let other comments get to your head and with a heart emoji. And I was like, Did a family okay. and then did a family member the, leave the that? First did Danny like, leave that? <laughs> um uh no. Uh it was by uh shout out to Toadsworth JR. <laughs> but and then one guy's 
Pert said, never rank QBs ever again. <laughs> that was the first comment I read, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So it doesn't matter to me. But no, absolutely. I, lo- I love it, though. I love when people comment. Like, same way you were getting flack about the whole Mahomes thing. Like, people were at, like, legitimately, people were like, well, what do you – I love it. Love there was it. there was two two videos you posted, and it was uh, you picked an upset. I don't remember, but Kyle picked the Cardinals to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Somebody commented on Keenan's video and said shit take, and then they commented on Kyle's video and they said good take because <laughs> they were both correct. Like like Keenan's pick was wrong, but Kyle's was right. Yeah. So it's like, I guess thanks for the comment, but like <laughs> hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, no, and it it wasn't like at the time. It was like right. That's it was funny. after, and I was like, okay, well, that makes a hundred. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Keenan. I mean, Keenan's list do bring up some oh, stir. I mean, when you did the your top what thirty two NBA players, me and Camden were pretty up in arms about some of those. I'm sure, but I love it. Yeah, no list. Any any I list of it. any because form. I- or any ranking of any form, whether it's a pyramid, whether it's a ranking, whatever it is, it's going to bring opinions of anybody and everybody. So, yeah, you can't go wrong with a list as far as if you're going to get pushback or not. I don't think there's ever been a list ever made where people were like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. So, and I know. And I mean, I going to go on to me. I've seen lists on Instagram from. ESPN and like actual accredited pages with millions of followers that are saying the Chiefs are the number three team in the NFL right now to win the Super Bowl. And I just don't get it. It's like they forgot this year happened. They just see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and they're like, yeah, they're going to win it again. It's like, I don't, I don't think I would have them Ooh, top six right take. now. So that's a hot. There's a lot of better teams. Like start listing them out. I would like, obviously, I'm high on LA. Buffalo, Baltimore, San Francisco. I would take Dallas over them. And then I'm probably going to take, like, even the fact that, even, yeah, I would take Cleveland. The fact that Miami is a coin flip says enough right there because Miami is definitely not a 16. That's true. I mean, you do raise a good point. Man, six. It would be hard for me to keep them out of the top six, but at the same time, yeah, if if this game were in Miami or if it was just regular weather this weekend, I'd probably pick the Dolphins or be inclined to at least. All right. So actually this brings up something great and I love it. So I'm going to go through all teams right now. I want to see who you're taking okay. over the chiefs neutral field. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to start from the bottom to the top Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I mean, nope. You, you could, I'm literally not, I'm not. but you, I could no, see no, no, a world. No, no, I could no. see a world. I could, but it would be like two TJ, out of fifteen. TJ games have to actually be healthy. But as okay, is, so as is, Chiefs as o- is no Chiefs TJ over Watt. Steelers. Yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next Bucks. Oh. I take the Chiefs again. I think that healthy is a closer Baker. one, but I'd take the healthy Chiefs. Baker. That's a little different, but yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs too. All right, so Texans, Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs veterans versus rookies, rookie coach, rookie team. Okay. I'm writing this down because I want to make sure we got this. We got, uh... I think we can all agree that Pittsburgh is the bottom though. So like, that's good. 
Just put Pittsburgh Unless at Mason 14. Rudolph continues his trend. Oh, yeah. So, like, that, I'm... Rudolph the Red Nose. Um, so, next, I would... I would probably say the next is the Eagles. What they've been playing right now. Eagles, Chiefs, who are you taking? It's almost a toss-up. I think I'd take the Eagles. Their defense isn't as good, but at least they've got playmakers on offense. Whereas the Chiefs have three, and they're like two of them haven't been playing like playmakers. Yeah, I mean, we saw that game, and it was low scoring, and the Chiefs out physical the Eagles, which that's that's what I took away most from that game. Um, and honestly, that's the path for the Chiefs is if they just completely go run and turn into a play action team, and then yeah. that's where you can really feature Kelsey. So. I'm not of the belief that they're playing possum, but if you believe that's the case and they're going to have a completely different game plan come the playoffs, like that's the roadmap right there is that Pacheco's really your 1A, Mahomes is your 1B, and then Kelsey, you know, via play action, that opens everything up for the receivers. Could happen. Um, as yeah. far as Eagles, man, that's tough just because I I agree with Tim. I like the Eagles roster in general a lot better. Um, but we actually saw that game, and, you know, the Chiefs, in large part, outplayed the Eagles. Uh, so that one's tougher for me. I'd probably lean Chiefs as far as trustworthy right now. I mean, the Eagles have been struggling with the fucking Giants. So. Okay. Um, so maybe I don't really care if like it's in order from least to highest, but Green Bay Packers. Chiefs. I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. Even though the Packers got the best of them in the, in the season, this is the playoffs. Give some veteran some some history chiefs as well even though the packers went toe to toe for them that game and uh should have won that game should have had at least a chance at the what three yard line so but i'd I'd go chiefs too yeah dolphins we all have but this neutral field so it'd be a toss-up i've already said that i think this is literally a 50 50 game Five out of ten times the Dolphins win is how I wrote it. So like, put them even with them. I'd have to, I'd have to agree with that. Are we talking as is? Dolphins with injuries, Chiefs fully healthy. Yeah, what without Bradley? You gotta lean Chiefs, but again, yeah, neutral field. I'd probably be fifty-two forty-eight Chiefs, but would pick Dolphins. Okay, so lean Chiefs. So I'll put both of you as a check for the Chiefs for what I'm doing. Rams. Okay. Rams, yeah. I'm taking the Rams. Sean McVay, yeah. yeah. Detroit. I'd take Detroit, yep. too. Chiefs don't have the offense to compete with that. Dallas. Dallas, too. I would take Dallas. Buffalo. I'd take Buffalo. Cleveland. You don't have to ask me about the one seeds, but I would take Cleveland. Weirdly, um, neutral field... Chiefs might be okay against Cleveland just because I don't know their offense, the way the way the Chiefs offense is more methodical now. Actually, fuck all that. It's true. Yeah, the Chiefs could probably play with the Browns better than like, say, the Lions because the Lions are an explosive team. But then I just had visions of that Raiders game on Christmas where they literally could not move the ball 30 to 40 yards against the Raiders. So I don't know. But then again, I don't think they had Pacheco that game either, right? Pacheco was out. Was he playing Christmas Day? No. I think he, he went out Correct. in that he went, game. He Correct. went out in that game, yeah. Um, in the first half. But Mahomes did not look great yeah, he looked when awful he was in that game. So. Uh, 
It's hard. I mean, look, we're going to get a lot of questions answered. Maybe playoff Mahomes does return. Maybe the Mahomes we do know returns. But Browns would be a little tougher than all the other ones just because the Browns really don't know. But if that defense is playing out full force, yeah, good night. Good night. Because Kelsey, Kelsey can't even get open anymore. So who would you – I would have that. God. Right now – That's almost have? in the same boat to me as the Dolphins, but the Browns are more trustworthy. Um, I think that one's closer. I can't – Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the Browns, right? They can still run. They can still throw. They're more explosive yeah. than the Chiefs, actually, especially since they got Flacco. But uh, the Chiefs would be able to put pressure on Flacco themselves. Um, It really depends on the Cleveland defense and that hypothetical game. So, Timmy has the Chiefs as the ninth best team in the playoffs right now, and you have them as the eighth best team in the playoffs right now. It's crazy. No, it's it's weird to because when you say something, it's like well, that's why I wanted to go through it just because I wanted to see. But when you say something like Chiefs aren't top five, are you sure? Well, then you go through it and you're like, oh, well, they probably aren't actually top five. Um, yeah, because me going through really quick, uh, they're not beating San Fran, they're not beating Baltimore, they're not beating Buffalo in my head, they're not beating Dallas, uh, they're not beating Detroit, they're not beating the Rams. But that one's 50-50 to me personally. I would have them any I'd have them around the six. I th- I would have them being Cleveland, Miami, Green Bay, Philly. You'd have them at best sixth. At like best worst, I'd have, eighth, ninth. And yeah, yeah, I'd have them anywhere between six to eight right now. I, I think San Fran, Baltimore, Buffalo, and Dallas are definitively better. I would take Detroit over them. And then after Here's that, the you can have conversation. How we put it, and then how Tim posed the question, though. Like top six to win the Super Bowl. There's not many, like, I can't trust Dallas ahead of the Chiefs, even without their firepower. You know what I mean? So that's where it's tough for me. Because uh, I think if we all, hypothetically, if somehow the Chiefs did make it to the Super Bowl, let's say against the Dallas, let's say against the Lions, talent-wise, we'd all look at it and say, okay, the NFC side should win, but we'd be like, how the fuck are the Chiefs here? Damn, I don't know if I can pick against the Chiefs. It's that kind of thing. So that's where the top six it's iffy for me but in general no this isn't a fucking super bowl team and uh so we all i mean tim has them all the way out at nine i kind of border at eight they're a bubble team keenan you had them right at six as a bubble team so yeah no they don't have the talent they don't have the talent but you know i on to be honest with you i mean obviously we have to see it to know how the runs went no as it would to know how the runs went to know, okay, Mahomes is back, or whatever is happening, Kelsey can run again, Taylor Swift no longer on it, on his legs and shoulders, and so whatever. But as the teams, like even on teams going on playoff runs, if the Chiefs looked the same but managed to pull out wins, and each team had looked the same and managed to pull out wins and get to the Super Bowl, I would put the 49ers, the Ravens, the Bills, and Dallas, all of them. I would pick Dallas over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl if they played right now. Unless you're telling me the Chiefs got back to scoring 36 a game. I, I don't think – because I think Dallas can win multiple games. Like, I think they could win a 23-20 to 20 game, but I also think they could win a 35-31 game. I think Kansas City could win a 23-20 to 20 game. I don't know if they could win a 35-31 to 31 game right now. If CD's rolling, Tony Pollard's rolling, if Dak's rolling and that team's rolling, and you have to throw on them, which means Micah can just pin his ears back, 
I don't know how I don't know if Mahomes is lasting. It might look a lot like if that was the case, it might look a lot like his Super Bowl he lost. It might look a lot like that. Could so very well could. Man, we're just especially if Kadarius Tony. We're telling the truth, though. Don't you worry. We're a bunch of cheese haters. It'll definitely look like that Super Bowl if Kadarius <laughs> Tony's on the roster still, and he's still catching passes, or at least trying to catch passes. Because <laughs> that was the the thing about the Super Bowl was Mahomes was doing everything, his receivers were doing nothing. Yeah. So, but that was fun. That I'm I'm more excited for the playoffs now than I was prior. Just as a last refresh, Kyle has San Fran over Buffalo. Timmy has Buffalo over the Rams. I have Baltimore over San Fran in the Super Bowl. Debo Samuel MVP. Um, Josh Allen MVP. Lamar Jackson MVP. Going to be a blast of a Super Bowl. Going to be a blast of a playoff run. Greatness is going to happen because it happens every single year. One last question, maybe I shouldn't playoffs. ask, just in case we do get the matchup. But what would be your score in the Ravens versus San Francisco 49ers? As of this moment, something along the lines of like okay. 28, 21. 28, 21, 28, 24, depending. But I think the Ravens could get to 28, but it'd be four to seven. We have one possession game, regardless. I think it'd be a good game still. I don't think the Ravens would handle them like they did the first time. For sure. For sure. I almost I almost want to do the yeah. same. Maybe we'll save it for next time. Or maybe we should do it now. I don't know. We've, uh, oh, we got, we're almost at two hours. We should have done this last time. But we could do the same exercise with the playoff quarterbacks. Like, go through, like, Wait, what do you pick mean? a quarterback. Maybe say Brock Purdy. And, like, kind of compare it to your list. Like, where would we have... Him before, you know, Stafford, da 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 da, you know, Dak, this one, head to head. Where was Purdy in your rankings, by the way? Because you had him, I think, seven, right? Okay, seven Seven. out of 14. All right. Out of 14, wow. I had, in order, I had Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford. Dak Prescott, C.J. Stroud, Brock Purdy. Okay. And what was the other half? Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, Jared Goff. That was the, those are the three that I can kind of tweak around. Eleven was Tua, twelve was Baker, thirteen was Flacco, and fourteen was Mason Rudolph. People were upset about Flacco at thirteen. I was like, guys, I understand that he's throwing the ball well right now, but like, if you want at max eleven but you cannot convince me he's better than Jared Goff. And the rest All right, of let me ask now. you guys this, because I'd say the three most divisive out of that group would be Purdy, Dak, and Tua. So which one out of those three do you want to do this exercise with? Um, I'll do it with Purdy. I think he's the most com- I think he's the most All right, so we'll start with him versus Rudolph no. at 14. So in a vacuum, are we doing this in a vacuum? No team, just in a vacuum. Or we'll say like for your team. So like Tim for the Giants or me for the and me and you for the Pats. Like, would I rather have Mason Rudolph or Purdy? I'd say Purdy for sure. Purdy. Yep. Purdy. Hold on. I want to write this down. So Purdy. And this is. Yes. Shout out to Mason Rudolph, though. Ben Ballin. Actually looks okay. Doesn't look great, but they're winning, and 
he's doing more than Kenny Pickett did. He's doing more than Mitch Trubisky did, and they had him third on the depth chart for he's getting the ball downfield two years. It's so confusing to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. To his playmakers, George Pickens, crazy that man. He hit a thousand yards with like fifty six catches this year. That's incredible. He had like eighteen point three yards per catch for. I was telling Keenan. I think it was one of the shows that you missed crazy. actually. But I was telling Keenan they didn't even need to fire Matt Canada. All they needed to do was put Mason Rudolph in. That's all it was. <laughs> I still he'd be throwing bubble screens all day though, and like you know, not running not right up the gut on third and ten. Field. Yeah, only throwing it outside the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go through Kyle because I have them all listed here. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker. We take. Are you taking? Baker over Just Purdy? like if the Pats said, hey, we can have Brock Purdy or Baker Mayfield next year, I'd say Baker. Yeah. I'm not even a Baker guy. I'd take I'd take Purdy. I would take Purdy over Baker. Um, so this I was gonna say this is kind of how I do my rankings for like best quarterbacks or best players in the league. Is if I had a draft, <laughs> where would I take him? Because like clearly I can't put Baker ahead of Purdy if I would take Purdy before Baker in a draft if I had the chance to. So that's kind of how I go. But I only go next year because obviously if I got 10 years down the line, you would take I think, the uh, guy and things like that. Um, I was going to so say, I think Baker be- is the best or better pure quarterback than Purdy. Like, I don't know if Purdy can play the position at, as high of a level as Baker can. To say, like... I don't hate it. Oh, sorry. No, um, keep going. Because I, I can use the same point for other quarterbacks, no, you're, too. You're, so keep going. Uh, next one, you know, I know the answer to, but C.J. Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Uh, Jalen Hurts. 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 I'd like to see a little bit more from Hurts, but I'm definitely still taking him. I'll say this. I'll say this where yeah, it's a little different. Again, I don't even like Baker. I don't, or I don't, I shouldn't say that, but I did not like him as a number one overall pick. I thought that was like highly overrated, right? In general, though, just as a quarterback, mm-hmm. put Baker in the Niners system, and I think he's having a career year. You put Purdy in the Bucks system right now. Not sure I can say the same. Not sure if you do as well as he's doing with the Niners. Now, if you flip Purdy and Hurts, I think they have pretty equal results. I think Hurts would shine in Shanahan's offense. Who wouldn't? But I think Purdy would do pretty well in Philly's offense, too. If it's run heavy and you're doing play action, you've got Antonio Brown. I think Purdy would do okay. Brown. Brown. My fault. He AJ did. Brown. The non the non CTE <laughs> Brown. By the way, hold up. On that um, note, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, who's been going through it this year, he dropped a tribute song to Bill Belichick. And it sounded like it was over Tennessee whiskey. It was like a guitar little thing. It was pretty funny and it was weirdly it was weirdly okay. It was weirdly okay. It was like that Jay-Z meme or that Jay-Z gif where he's like unsure, but he's bopping along. It was one of those. It was one of those. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I like it. Um. I'm personally, I'd take Hurts, I think, right now, if I just had to start a team over. I think I would take Hurts a little bit. There's more upside there. Um. But actually, but weirdly enough, I would rather have Purdy in the 49ers system. I just think that his game fits it more. 
Like that, I but, think but, Shanahan, but also, but I also think if Shanahan was to have Hurts, he would change it to Hurts. Wait, but wait, I'm wait, wait, wait. I think Shanahan wants Hurts. I'm confused by that, Keenan, only because you were very high on Trey Lance, who showed nothing of throwing ability, but you liked his running ability. And Hurts is a better thrower of the football. Yeah, because because I figured Shanahan would make. So here's the thing. I think that if Hurts was to be in Shanahan's offense, the offense wouldn't be the same as it is right now. It would be completely changed to what benefits Hurts. And I think, but I think Shannon's such a brilliant Shanahan's such a brilliant offensive mind. He can make an offense work around Hurts. He can make an offense work around Lamar. He can make one work around Purdy. He can make. One I disagree with Baker. that though. I think we've whomever. seen that it would be the same can... offense in general. You'd have more runs for someone like Jalen Hurts. You'd have more design runs. But I think the the passing of it all. I think that would largely be the same you know it's a lot of underneath slant routes like i think I, and it's a zone read offense like i think the offense in general the concepts would be the same it would be geared a little more towards hurts as far as running the ball and that much because he is a mobile qb yeah i think but i don't think the offense run plays change per se more run i don't i don't believe that but um, the way but the way hurts puts pressure upon the defense would be different so, I mean, I guess if you're saying that they would have the same offense, I just think that if you're going for a traditional drop back passer, that Purdy can do that just as well as Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is better because he mm-hmm. can run. Like, in that, it's like, I, but if you're just dropping back, standing in the pocket and passing, which is a lot of what the Shanahan offense is, and it's a lot of anticipation, I think that Brock Purdy is going to be a little bit, of, little bit better of an anticipatory passer than Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is going to be better off script. Jalen Hurts is going to be Shanahan's more offense, dynamic. Shanahan's so offense is very similar to Mike McDaniel's, where it's not so much anticipation or as much as it is like reads. Like if your first option is there and it's like very short routes to where like, and at least with Jimmy G, they're doing a lot less with Purdy. Like there was a lot of motion originally with Jimmy G. Like they, it's very QB friendly as far as just like short routes, easy, just dump it off kind of thing and then let your athletes do what they may you know it's a very yards after catch type offense yeah yeah also i think too depends on how if hurts would be fine not stretching the ball down the field i also think yeah it takes a little bit of humility to play true but offenses. i think purdy purdy puts the ball down I the think, field much more than jimmy did so i think i think that'd be okay i think it's a matter of how yeah. aggressive your quarterback is i think you put literally anybody on this list but i think you could put but yeah, they'd be they'd be better with Shanahan. It's like the McDaniel's. I mean, I mean the Dan it kind yeah kind of it, it, in the NBA. It kind of is. Or I think any point guard, well, any point guard with D'Antoni's. It kind of is. Do his you thing. know, in the case of a quarterback though, like they would expand. You know, they would increase the offense. You know, they would t- go up another level with someone like Stafford or whoever, Lamar Jackson, who they could have had technically last year. Yeah. Uh, but I did have no there. A uh, Jordan Love. Love. I'd probably go Love. That's really close. Yeah, I think Jordan Love has more. I think Jordan Love has more ability. Um, Tua. I'd keep Purdy. <sighs> That's tough. That's tough. I'd lean Purdy. I would lean Purdy. I think he throws his bad passes aren't as bad as Tua's, but they each play in a very similar offense. I I have I'd probably Purdy lean here. Purdy. 
They're the same. I think if you put Purdy in the Dolphins' offense, it gets a touch better. I think if you put Tua in the 49ers' offense, it gets a touch worse. But I think it's very similar production because I think they do pretty much the same thing. I think Purdy's just a hair better at it. He's a right-handed Tua. He's a right-handed Tua, and I think he does it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, next one's a no for all of us, but it's Matt Stafford. Stafford. We're all clearly taking Stafford over Jared Goff. We're all taking Jared Goff, I'm assuming. You had Purdy ahead of Goff, though, right? Um, um, in this list, yeah, I have also, I mean, also this is, comes off of, like, this was coming off your just your system, too, like how you are. Because, like, I mean, if Mahomes had the 49ers, he would be having the, sis- the season he was having. So that, I mean, so like going into the playoffs, it's like how you're playing and how you're playing is affected yeah. on what your team is. Right. If that I mean, that so one, like that, that was a that, little bit that was added had, into uh, it. We had a disagreement that there. That, that's where I had the disagreement last time was I had Goff and I think Love ahead yeah. of Purdy. Purdy's, he's kind of an enigma, honestly. We'll find yeah. out a lot about him. Yeah, no, he's kind of weird. Um, and then the only one else I'm going to ask is then Joe Flacco. Purdy. Joe's a good story. In general, Purdy, because Flacco can't move. I'm still dumbfounded by what's going on. All right. So, yes. Yes. Because no one's taking Purdy over Dak, Dak, Josh Allen, Lamar, or himself. So, yeah. Or, Or, sorry, the last one would have been Mahomes. No one's taking him over. If you do, please speak now, and we can crucify you. Then <laughs> so. we can prepare the the social media comment section. Yeah, I was gonna say if you want, I can. We'll clip you for a moment, so then we can all get so. Kyle, one, two, three. So Kyle, you have him. Two, three. So, Kyle, you have him as, like, the 11th best quarterback, just purely. And, Timmy, you and I have him at about the 10th. About a 14th. That makes sense. That makes sense. It makes sense to me. I have – I said that golf, that um, Purdy, Love, Hurts, Golf – or Purdy, Hurts, Love, Golf could be flipped around in any way, as I said then. Right now, I think that those quarterbacks might be a little bit better than him, but the situation and how Purdy's playing right now, you can kind of have him deter. But if you're starting a team, I have the I kind of do it in two separate things. If I'm starting a team, I would do it a little different. Because if I was starting a team, I'm right now I'd still take my homes over Lamar. As of right this moment. But but yeah. So Warner Brothers podcast. We've come to the conclusion of the Warner Brothers podcast. Guys, great episode. I can't wait. Love it. Follow us on Instagram. Sorry, no, I was just going to say I can't wait for Monday to review the weekend games. Well, I guess we'll do pregame before. We'll do how we did most of the season. So I'll get out of of work early, get back here for like 6, 630. Yeah, no, that sounds like fun. Hmm. Um, Kyle. I'm locking it in right now. 
we're doing a live take on Sunday night prior or before the Dolphins or before the uh, Detroit game after the four o'clock sure. game. We're doing it we, in between those games. I said we do one Warner Saturday Brothers as podcast. Well. We, yeah, that sounds good to me. We can do one after all games because they're like eleven thirty. Kyle, that's him. Timmy, that's him. Keenan, that's me. That's Castro on live take. That's Keenan on live take. Timmy, can you pronounce your name on TikTok? Shabuya. Shabuya. That's your boy, Shabuya. So if you see Shabuya uh, commenting, that's the guy. That's him coming to the defense of Warner Brothers podcast. Uh, Thank you, everybody. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all over social media, Warner Brothers podcast. Enjoy one of the greatest gifts we get in the world, which is the NFL football playoffs. We'll see you guys on Monday.